You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that uh, attempts to cover wrestling uh, the Sunday morning after one billion matches take place. Uh, You know, so filled with insanity, filled with laugh, filled with love, filled with uh, uh, Lynn sanity. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Eitzing. With me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing on this fine Sunday morn? I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm here. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's a lot, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is. There is certainly. There was a like I said, a bajillion wrestling matches that took place last night. I mean, you had obviously AEW had three hours. You had Triple Mania. You had freaking G1 Climax in the morning. You had One Night Dream Noah in the morning. You had I'm feel Slamiversary. I was forgetting there. You had a bunch of I was, I was out touching grass like the entire day yesterday too. So that's I think that's I think that's good. I don't want to say I had a com- I had a, but the problem is I had to come home and watch it all in like 0.5 seconds. It was, it was tough. When when there are events happening concurrently, um, let's say there are events that you both want to watch or whatever, do you yeah. do you watch them? uh are you are you a dual screen guy or are you no. like i'm one screen only gotta be one screen otherwise i can't give you a single opinion on a match because i'm focusing on two different things i'll have like one over here if i want to like see what's coming up but i won't watch it heavily if that makes sense no that's fair that's fair i get you i get you um i i tend to be a one person but there are moments there are moments where i'll like I'll dual screen if it's like a, for example, if it's like a WWE PLE, I will dual screen matches. I'll I'll watch. Yeah, well, that's because they have seventy five hour commercials in between them. Exactly. Like I'll I'll dual screen for like a WWE or more specifically, like I'll watch like an event that like I'll watch like G one matches during a WWE. Because yeah. they're like you this, said, this year that really works. Yeah, their matches so quick. The matches are shorter. The PLEs tend the commercials. I timed it out one time. It tends to take almost ten minutes, so you can watch a wrestling yeah. match in between all their commercials. It is totally possible, folks. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. But yeah, that's what I uh, that's my uh, tendency. Um, but yeah, we are we are here for Ring Post Radio. We have a big time show, like I said. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, as much wrestling as you and I kind of split between and t- to talk about. I know you watched most of everything. I caught up as much as possible. I think I'm going to get the bigger points across today. But we're going to talk about Impact Slammiversary. We're going to talk about G1 Climax Night 1. We're going to talk about the five-star Grand Prix for Stardom coming up this next week, actually. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, highlights from Noah One Night Dream, which sounds like it might the highlights might be one match, uh, and the highlights of Triple Mania. Uh, I watched the semi-main, the main event there. At the very least, the main event being Omega versus Vikingo Two. 
Um, and of course, we got some news to kick us off. So I think uh, without further ado, Scotty, let us get to said news. And that said news begins with AEW. There was a report via Fightful, via Fightful Select, that um, they are AEW and Warner Media Discovery, their uh, TV hosting network, um, are obviously in the works proposals or whatnot of very likely or, or, or you know huge money increase for um, AEW, obviously. But part of that is, as Fightful Select uh, says, is that according to one of their WBD sources, one of the major proposals from Warner Brothers Discovery involves the, quote, very likely possibility of significantly extending the AEW pay-per-view schedule. In fact, the company may be looking to hold pay-per-view events as often as once per month, similar to the scheduling of WWE's premium live events. Sources indicate that's something Warner Brothers Discovery wants to happen so that's a lot of money up for grabs going once a month is a lot more money into the bank of aew but that comes with its own uh drawbacks and that comes with its own shortening of stories and whatnot that's my quick thoughts but scotty give us your thoughts on the very likely possibility that's the quote of aew expanding its pay-per-view schedule via warner brothers discoveries uh, seemingly request. You know, I think most people overreact to these things. Um, like, yes, the some of the stories have to get like are quicker or put a little more pep in their step, or you have to, you know, do a little bit more with them with pay per views. But we are also talking about a company that, for a lot of their matches, doesn't build half their pay per view matches until two weeks before. So that case it almost doesn't matter in some aspects that being said we we had this discussion i think a few months ago where i said there is a perfect middle ground for aw and their pay-per-views and their amount of pay-per-views per year because i thought where they were before all in was announced was too little but i also said that 12 is too much because you know one one a month just it's a lot it works for wwe because we've just been so accustomed to that and their model they've you know that they their raw and smackdown shows are commercials for the pay-per-views and they do a really good job at if you don't watch raw and smackdown here's the story here's the videos right um but at the end of the day you know that the main point is AEW is going to make money from it and a lot more money from it. And if it came down to, all right, we're going to give you this, you know, guaranteed money, and that's it. You don't have to worry about pay-per-view buys or anything, and you come on to Max or whatever eventually. I know I know the story was that Max isn't ready for that yet, but eventually, then I don't know how you're AEW and say no. Right. Like, I think there's a perfect world where you're running six to eight pay-per-views. And because you you could easily make blood and guts a pay-per-view. I'm sorry. I don't need blood and guts on a TV show. I could get over it. Right. Like, yeah, there's ways to easily make it happen without 
ruining a lot. They put so many title matches on TV. Like, I don't think people understand how easy it would be for them to do this. And I understand you're like, oh, but that make the TV worse. It would. It absolutely would. But I'm thinking in their mindset, if they're going to make more money, yeah, you do this. This is this is what you do. Um, and it, it's easier that way. But also, you have to, we have to take into account that they have a show on Saturdays now. And they don't want to run against the NFL like four months out of the week. That that or four months out of the year. I mean, not I like I don't see them wanting to do that either. So there's going to be a lot of conversations, I'm sure. I'm sure if Tony Khan can work it, he'd go for just a little less, but definitely more. Because I do think more is good. I think and more spread out, mind you. Mm-hmm. We don't need all in and all out back-to-back weeks ever again. I, the shows haven't even happened yet. I'm telling you, we don't need that ever again. Um, because I think that's going to be a headache all around. Because we're, we're what, just a month out from all out. We're a month and a week. Yes. All in. Whatever. You get there. Like. <laughs> the same thing. We're just <laughs> back, we, back-to-back Same weeks. thing, same week. We're just a, a month out. How I, I I cannot I know what matches we're building to, but I don't know for what show. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way we're going. Like that's that's like the glaring problem with that. And if you end up going to a different schedule, and I understand that they love to do the holiday weekends and stuff, I get that. You can keep those dates, and then you can make other dates because it's easy to work around. You have the shows. You have. You have the shows, you have the names, you have everything already. You wanna make you wanna make Fighter Fest a pay-per-view? Go nuts. You wanna make Fight for the Fall on a pay-per-view? Go nuts. Those aren't even being used this year. No Road Rager. <laughs> like you wanna use all those? There you go. You can do that in seconds. And like I said, Blood and Guts feels like a obvious pay-per-view type match. Cause I'm promise you, people would be paying for this week's Blood and Guts yeah. if it was on pay-per-view. Um I would add Grand Slam into that grand slam as a that would make a lot of sense and i think winter is coming you could also i think it has the lineage that you could also make it a yeah. pay-per-view but yeah, also that's, clo- that's close that's there, closer to full gear so you have to figure that out but yes i those three immediately speaking of which all in all out and grand slam need to be uh not in a month span but that's a different conversation for a different day. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like Grand Slam being so close to All Out anyways. Now it's... But I think I think the, the, the there's a perfect medium here. Um, going to the same thing as WWE is a lot, but it's not impossible. It's not difficult. Does it probably ruin weekly television? It's definitely not to the levels that we're at now. I think it definitely takes a hit. Uh, but if you can make more money, it's hard to say no. Yeah. it. I think the the, the television part is an interesting thing because it's it definitely forces stories. I mean, immediately you would think it forces stories to be shortened. It forces stories to move along faster so that you can have that. It's either so that you see the forces stories to be shorter so that you can have bigger faster matches happening i guess uh you know building up the fast you know, matches faster i guess um or conversely you have pay-per-views that are less than you know you have pay-per-views that's like right you know pay-per-views where you would have like a ricky starks versus mjf as the world title match instead of whatever that i think that was winter is coming 
Um, yeah. Well, that's the type of stuff you got to do. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's the question. It, it, yeah, it's either you move a lot of those TV stuff up to, um, you know, pay-per-view status, which do we think those kind of matches are pay-per-view status? Uh, depends on the rest of the card, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough spot. I mean, it's it's it definitely feels like it's going for the bag. It's interesting that Warner Brothers Discovery is making that move, uh, is making that push. Uh, I I'm going to guess that they get some sort of like kickback with using it on the Bleacher Report, uh, whatever the pay per view thing is. By you know they get some sort of Bleacher Report kickback thing. Um, that would be my guess, just because they're the hosting service for these pay per views. Um. So I could see Warner Brothers Discovery uh, wanting more things. Plus, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, ha- is uh, actively against the writer strike and the actor strikes. So <laughs> they need more content. They can do this. They can put all that money towards AEW, and AEW will happily accept it um, as the, on, as they get on the road to a billion dollars. Um, yeah, well, the- there, you could also make the O in a one night event. You That's could, true. Oh, one night. Do, oh, that'd be fun. Like a old school King of the Ring. Yes. Yeah, thing. like that would be fine. And there are ways to still make it work. You don't have to have the AEW World Heavyweight Title defended every pay per view if you were to go monthly. Um, especially with you know someone like MJF as champion. That's kind of part of his story. Uh, as long as you don't make up a fake rule where a champion has to defend every month, then you're all set. Um, shout out WWE and just completely abandoning that, um, which I appreciate, mind you. It's better that they abandon it because it makes uh, makes things feel more special. But like I think, I think WWE, despite my gripes with some of it, they have figured out like the perfect way to do a monthly pay per view. Like some of them just aren't going to be as special. And those ones are the ones without Roman Reigns. Sure. The one with world title matches are going to feel a little bit more special. But if you use all these gimmicks and stuff that you have for TV, it can work. You turn you turn the Owen into a one-night show, and you have qualifying matches instead leading up to it, which you had last year. Mm-hmm. There's simple ways around this. Um, I don't want the monthly pay-per-views, but I also want to sit here and not act like it would be the worst thing to ever happen. That no, no, it's and that's it's big for you know it's big for AEW to be able to do that. I mean, just thinking of the money alone. I mean, but do we? I mean, I guess the question is like, do we commend AEW? I don't necessarily think. I think my thought on the whole it has a, to be streaming. Yeah, I I think my whole thing is that if you're going to be able to do this, I would like for this to be tied into the streaming uh, of AEW moving to Max. That would be yeah. ideal for me um, just because, you know, you're talking way more money. You know, the, the reason, you know, WWE was able to do make way more money by having pay-per-views uh, that were at the same price, obviously, pre-network. Yeah. But now we live, live in an age where it's like now we're talking 60 bucks, 50 bucks or whatever for an AEW pay-per-view every single month. That's obviously way more money, but we also live in an age where most people have been living with the... Uh, four pay-per-views most people have been living with uh wwe network peacock streaming deals where they don't have to pay for pay-per-views for the past decade or whatever um you know they 
we're, it's a new world. It's going to be tougher, I think, to convince people and already an audience that, uh, you know, it's kind of topped out for AEW convince more people to sign up for more pay-per-views. Um, and you don't want to do the deal of like cheaper dollar, not cheaper as in dollar amount pay-per-views because that historically doesn't work in wrestling. Um, because, you know, it tells your audience that these are less than WWE. Like, like you said, WWE does that in a WWE does that in a good way uh, where they do that with like Roman and he's not there making him feel special, but they will also supplement Roman not being there with bad bunny. Right. They're like, oh, right. Roman can't be there, Real so we'll get sentence. the we'll get the biggest pop artist in the world yeah. in his hometown of Puerto Rico. Yeah. So you know they, they they have a good way of supplementing that sort of thing. Um, yeah. It, there's also the aspect of like, what if they did pay per views like uh, Raw and SmackDown used to do, like in terms of split pay per views. What if yeah, six no six of the pay per views of the year were Dynamite, six of the pay per views of the year were Collision. So you got these punk specific uh, pay per views, as it were. If we're dating, saying collisions, the punk show, you have you know you know what I mean. Like they have these sort of collision specific pay per views six times out of the year uh, versus um, dynamite having uh, or whatever. You know you know what I mean. Like instead, it's just that way you can separate out a little bit, and that way some of these people are only wrestling big mat big time matches six times of the year instead of twelve. The the best, I think the best. Um, schedule for pay per view special events that uh, that AEW could follow is more something like impacts. Mm. Truthfully, mm-hmm. never thought I'd say that, but like <laughs> Imp- impact, their scheduling does really well because they have the four or five major pay per views per year, mm-hmm. and then they have five special events, right? Five specials mm-hmm. on their network if that's the deal you come to have five pay-per-views still and then here's you know five specials on max or something yeah then that makes sense to me and i think that's maybe best case scenario maybe that's what they're going for you know because they said monthly pay-per-views i don't think that actually like i think we just all use pay-per-views as a term truthfully like for special shows um and I think that would be the best case. Like, again, Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest were originally on Bleacher Report. Yeah. They were. Long ori- ago. Originally, obviously, this was before the TV deal, but they were original. And uh, there was another one, I think. Or maybe there wasn't. Maybe I'm thinking something else. Um, they were originally on Bleacher Report, and then they obviously got off. So they, they, they had yeah. something. You know, they had some of these these smaller shows. We're on. A... I almost think that would be the best scenario. I I would be okay with that of doing like sort of. And that also makes more sense of like Warner yeah. Brothers Discovery. It's like oh, let's have it on Max, you know, right. and, and test right. this thing out before we move. Before maybe eventually moving the rest of the pay per views to Max. If they, yeah, cause I wouldn't. It depends on the deal that Warner gives you in the end like to do that scenario compared to everything on something like just take the money at the end of the day because that means better for the wrestlers in the end yeah i'm because it's also like if you you don't want to cannibalize your entire pay-per-view market unless unless warner media is willing to give you the bag that would cover 
your right. pay-per-view what you've been making on pay-per-views plus more right right um so that would be if you just do the impact strategy like you talked about you can keep your pay-per-view market uh and keep all that stuff and then get additional money via max that would be an interesting idea um because also it's like you could yeah you, that's not a bad idea i, I like that so, i weirdly also like the impact strategy instead uh, i've always liked the impact strategy to be fair mm-hmm. and i think it would it it's almost like if it's it's a lot like WWE's strategy at the same time. It's just all their pay per views are available on Peacock. Yeah, but like if they were to do that, it would really just be okay. You have to pay for WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and like Survivor Series, and everything else would be Peacock exclusives, which they could easily do, and people would buy it. Yep, but no one tell them. Um, <laughs> I prefer everything for nine ninety nine, but it's a great. It, it works out better. Because I think it just moves things along well, and mm-hmm. that way you, you know, probably make more money out of it in the end. Not for Impact, but you know, for AEW they would. I think if AEW does the sort of Impact, like pay per view and streaming service combo yeah. deal thing, I could fully see WB and Nick Khan going like, "Well, we could do that. <laughs> we could yeah. have WrestleMania or big shows on pay per view. That's more money for us. We could do that." I think they're considering that, anyways. Yeah, right now, obviously, like the Peacock idea is like. Uh, it's helped to make them overly popular yeah it assists their it gets eyes on their products uh whether or not yeah. those eyes stay it at least gets eyes on the product um, it's more eyes on their product than before that's certainly true uh speaking about eyes on a product or maybe in this case lack of eyes on a product um not really a, not really a preview here but ring of honor death before dishonor is happening this upcoming friday and Scotty, do you know? I have the card in front of me of what's announced. Do you know anything about this show before I even I say know the that card? One match is official now because <laughs> of taping last night. <laughs> Te- technically, apparently, three matches are official, uh, according to Cage Bench. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, so the card itself so far on Cage Match is. Katsuri Shibata versus Daniel Garcia for the pure title. Samoa Joe versus Dalton Castle for the world TV title. That's, I guess, a tiny spoiler. Athena versus Willow Nightingale for the women's world title. That makes sense. And then Claudio Casagnoli, it was going to be versus Mark Briscoe, but he has to get knee surgery. So right now it's nobody. This show is on Friday. And a year after a Ring of Honor being like, quietly like one of the greatest promotions of the year just having basically three shows and that's it and no television a year after or even a couple months after this is abysmal scotty do you there's no hype for this i keep forgetting that this show is happening you don't have a world title challenger now all of a sudden he's injured like you just like they, they Mark Briscoe got picked like last week, which I guess is a two week build, and that's that's typical of AEW. But still, uh, here's here you only have three matches, and you have and you just taped something, so you have to announce a bunch right. of random things that may or may not have the build. day before. Yeah, the day before. <laughs> yeah, that show is happening the day before, so you'll announce at least probably two of these matches the day before this show. And also, where is the show happening? Is it on Honor Club? <laughs> is it um, on Water no, Media? Is it on Bleacher on Report? Is it on Bleacher Report? 
it probably it's on paper. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up, but you talk to me about how you're feeling about Ring of Honor right now. Not good. <laughs> and of course, uh, of course, it's one day after Tommy was on there, so yay, yay! I feel like I gotta, I gotta root for this for this promotion. All of what is it? Is it what is it? It's not even a promotion. It's brand. Is it a brand? Is that what we're gonna call it from now on? Can we just call Ring of Honor a brand? I guess um, so. I don't know. I rooted for them for a while. I really hoped, you know, I really hoped for Ring of Honor. I did, especially after the last pay per view, right? It was so good. It was so good. You know, you're like, ah, Claudio and Eddie, we're going to keep building this. Joe and Mark Briscoe, we're going to keep building this. I'm looking into the camera. We did not build. We did not build. We did not build at all. Eddie got hurt, and then Eddie went to the G1. Which is Mark Briscoe's now hurt. They yeah. they didn't even go back to that yeah story at all. He's just hurt. He's done for the year, reportedly, according to Fightful. Um Athena and Willow make sense just yeah. based off of the the tournament, but it took a whole long time to get there. Um, which, which to be fair, the plan for that match was a week ago. So they maybe lost yeah, a week of build. Still took for a long time to get there. Of course. Um for a title match that includes a champion that wasn't losing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, probably your main event at this point, seeing Claudio doesn't even have a challenger. Um, it's, it's of... bad. It's just bad. Like Ring of Honor is not a it, Ring of Honor is AEW Dark. That is what it is. That's why Tommy was on there, for example. Right? Like when when AEW Dark existed and people came over from like other companies, right? Remember the Dragon Gate guys were on there. Mm-hmm. And, DDT guys uh, were on there. The DDT guys have been on there. Like that's what Ring of Honor is now. It's just dark. Yes. We don't have to act like it's anything else. With with some stories. <laughs> you know, there there are but, some things happening, it, but yeah. It's so well, I mean, if you look at the show from yesterday, no. <laughs> it's not with some stories it's just a show uh like the kingdom won some four-way tag does that mean they're gonna face the lucha bros i hope so because i will at least be happy to watch that possible it's possible that that would be the case but it's like it's it's bad it's really bad and you're gonna need to make people watch this show like people you're gonna need to convince people in one day's time to buy and watch this show. And can I be honest, Scotty? I'm on the Ring of Honor website. I don't see any information about where you can watch the show on the website. Now, if I go to BR Live or Bleacher Report itself, I can see that there's a pay-per-view that I can purchase. But there's nothing on the Ring of Honor website saying that I can purchase this. I'm, let me check AEW. Probably, it shouldn't even be there, but there's nothing on the Ring of Honor website oh. saying how I can bu- how I can purchase this where I can watch it, the pictures, the graphics don't have anything. The Ring of Honor website told me about a match that I had no idea about. Great. Oh, look. Oh, look at this. Did Hold on. Just... If I go to the to the AEW website, oh, look at this. Death Before Dishonor happening July 21st. Can I click on details? Will it tell me the information there? Nope. Doesn't tell me where it's streaming. Did you, did you say Garcia versus Shibata? I did. You did? Yes. Yeah, that, that was. was a good one. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, the matches itself. I mean, that should be good. 
<laughs> Athena versus Willow. I didn't see what see what it was on Collision yet. You know what Rampage. Super, you know what Ring of Honor is now. What's that? For or what it's going to be for a lot of people. What's that? It is going to be the old NXT takeovers. In that you're not going to watch any of the weekly television. <laughs> But you're gonna tune in for the pay per view because it's gonna have a bunch of awesome matches. I that's hope what so. Ring of Honor is. I hope so, but right because right now, forty bucks for right, Ring of Honor. When they book Claudio versus Kota Ibushi. Oh. Come back, you know, come back talking to me then. You, um, you, legitimately, Scotty, I didn't think about that, but that's plausible. <laughs> yeah, it is sure is. He's right there. It's very simple. Like if you're looking for a match to make sense for Claudio mm-hmm. out of blood and guts, you have five people sitting there, and you're not gonna do the young bucks. You're not gonna do Omega. I'm you're sure you're not gonna do Omega. You could. So it's either hang it's hangman or Coda, and you know what? I'd buy either one. <laughs> Huh. Anyone else is a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting, actually. That's not a bad that is not a bad idea. Uh and that would make yeah, I should it, book Ring of Honor. If it was Claudio and Kota Ibushi, I would be more inclined to pay 40 bucks for it. Yeah. Because right now you're yeah. talking about a rampage. Maybe it was the main event. I don't think it was with Athena and Willow. You have it was oh god he froze uh uh shibata versus garcia that should be good but that's ultimately a rematch you know um joe versus dalton castle well yeah because didn't shibata oh shibata won off for yuda that's what i'm thinking of uh you have samoa joe versus dalton castle which is whatever yeah couldn't want to watch a match less potentially the kingdom versus lucha brothers but that's nothing finalized and then i th- that'd be good i think they're going towards uh uh, uh, uh what are they called gates of embassy and, and brian cage uh, so they're gonna do what they did last time versus right? daniel just... seidel and uh, darius martin but yes go okay go ahead they're gonna do what they did last time when they just toss like one or two random awesome matches onto the card and be like here does it make you feel better and i'd be like yeah yeah it does thanks like that's what they're gonna just have to do, because otherwise they're screwed. Remember when they just added Viking, Vikingo and Commander? Yeah, that's true. Worked out pretty well. That was yeah. That's what that's what they're gonna have to do, but they gotta do it quick. Because I don't think anyone has a clue that the show's even happening, let alone like I I don't understand. I I know Tony Khan's got a lot going on. I yeah. do. He's building towards all in. He's building towards all out. But holy shit, it takes about two seconds to make, like, just a competent pay-per-view for Ring of Honor. Like, you don't even need to book great weekly TV shows. But you just could have put stories into play with Claudio with backstage segments. The Mark Briscoe thing? All right. Unfortunate. Would have been a great match. Looking forward to it. And that worked because Eddie Kingston's like, yeah, you just challenge him. It doesn't work. It didn't make sense to me at all. Um, But I... I was like, sure. Um, Even the last pay per view for Ring of Honor felt big. I mean, yeah. I don't like. I mean, it was great. Claudio, of Honor. Claudio versus Eddie Kingston, Shibata versus Yuta. That felt big because that was Shibata coming in. The Reach yeah. for the Sky Ladder match, uh, Kingo versus Commander was last minute, but that was really solid. Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki. You know, that was a you know import. That was nice. That was pretty much last second. Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe. 
great. Yep. Uh, Athena versus Yuka was last second, but it was, you know, Yuka Sakazaki coming back in. And, yeah. you know, the, there's always the fun with that. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I mean, this look, Super Carvana looks like a good show, and it was a good show. It this, was a good show. This new show uh, we're days away from, and there's nothing. There's nothing here on the they phone. Don't, they don't have New Japan to save them this time. Well, yeah, they might have Gleet. <laughs> they might have Gleet helping them out. <laughs> Well, no, because this is so last minute. They don't have anyone to save them this time. What if instead of Daniels, Seidel, and Martin, we throw in Stronghearts versus uh, the six-man tag If they get Stronghearts randomly on the show, then yeah. I'm in. I'm in, baby. (laughs) Uh, I'm in. I will buy the pay-per-view the moment they announce it. How about them apples? That's good. Um, I don't know. You're going to have to think of something special. To just throw on. You know what you should just put on there? You know what you should just say? Fuck it and put it on there? Put Swerve and Keith Lee on there. Just do the goddamn match and move on. I don't give a shit if it doesn't make sense in Ring of Honor. As long as you just do it. I don't care if it makes sense that it's not a, it's Ring of Honor. Uh, I don't care. It's never going to be on AEW. It's never going to be on AEW. I, I don't care if none of the build has happened on Ring of Honor television. That's fine. No. no. No, because you're not going to put it on All In. You're not going to put it on All Out. You're barely going to put it on Dynamite. You're probably not going to put it on Collision. It might get Rampage. So just put it on the stupid Ring of Honor show that no one cares about. Why is NXT having better build than you? (laughs) Idiots. It's rough, dude. (laughs) Put Nick Wayne on there. I don't know. Just put something on there to make people interested. Nick Wayne is a good person to put on Ring of Honor that you can put on. Yeah, the pre-show, because (laughs) how many people are going to tune in for Nick Wayne out of the blue, outside of the GCW contingent? Is there a Ring of Honor roster page yet? Let's see. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh nope, don't know. Can't can't tell you who would Nick can't Wayne tell you. Can't tell you who Nick Wayne versus would be interesting because uh, it doesn't exist. Maybe Nick Wayne, Dana Garcia, a random Chris ass. Chris Jericho is still on the roster Chris page. Chris Jericho is still on the roster page. Chris Jericho, Dax, and what you know what? Here you know what? Just put FTR on there. Just have them defend their belts. They have Ring of Honor connection. That's good enough for me. Do FTR versus Bullet Club Gold three out of five falls. <laughs> Just Yeah. This time, guns up, baby. 60-minute Iron Man. That will eat up a lot of time on your pay-per-view. Uh, Chris Jericho hasn't been on Ring of Honor in, a, what, almost a year? <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. This is uh, rough stuff. Rough stuff indeed. Maybe... Maybe maybe we do Nick Wayne versus one of the boys, you know, boy number one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's there's no totally. meat there's no meat on this Ring of Honor bone, and it's so sad that this brand has gotten to this point this quickly. And maybe part of it is because like you know, Ring of Honor is not ha- be happening on AEW television anymore. They aren't doing this sort of crossover because so yeah, many people poo pooed it, and now guess what we have. Nothing. We ain't got nothing. No, we on the just show. have poo. It's not good. Uh, but Tune anyways. back in next Sunday for when we review Ring of Honor. That's before the song. Because <laughs> you know we're gonna watch it. You know oh, for yeah. a fact we're gonna watch it. You know we're gonna show. watch it, you know we're gonna review it. So mm-hmm. you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But uh and it's gonna maybe be I don't, <laughs> and it's maybe gonna be... I don't need to watch it live. 
it's gonna be show of the year. You know that's gonna be happening. It just randomly yeah, show. Yeah, of the they don't year. have the a, they don't have the AEW comfort of oh, it'll still be a great show. That's that's true. I mean, they have three shows to the name, and the last show was pretty good, but it it feels like it's not that. It all their like last show, their all their show pay per views under Tony Khan have pretty much been great. But guess what? I don't give a shit because this card has zero build, zero meaning to it. You know. I just was thinking, by the way, just real quickly. So right now, like, AEW has six pay-per-views already scheduled, right? They have the four, the usual four, Forbidden Doors five, all in a six. If you wanted to add three more, you have Blood and Guts, um, Grand Slam, and Winter is Coming. And if you wanted to add three more on top of that, you can add all three Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Just, just saying. Shit. Just, you might already be there, folks. Just saying, that would be a that would be pretty nice, and maybe that would be helpful for Ring of Honor to have some money and something reasonable. Maybe they can go on television finally. Maybe they can get out of jail with this show. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. I've had enough of Ring of Honor. We'll talk about, I guess, them more next week. Uh, we will, because I don't know. We'll talk about blood and guts next week. That's definitely true. Not bloody. That should I don't be think good. It's the second blood of guts. I said blood and guts two, and I was like, it's not the second. Blood of guts three. Blood of guts three. Um, the no original guts for the, you. the original blood and guts with the elite finally in it. <laughs> um. Anyways, without Cody though. Uh, well, they got Coda. They got Coda. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. All right. Let's talk about Impact Slammiversary. They had their big time. Middle of the show, middle of the year show. Uh, Impact did. Uh, uh, what do you think of this show? What I thought. Oh, I did not like it. <laughs> you did not like it. I thought it was thought pretty decent. I thought it was a show of mediocrity. Oh, okay. We kind of got a split split decision here. We'll we'll get into it. Um, I, I'm just gonna skip the countdown. Did you watch the pre-show? I assume no. Didn't even know there was one. Of course, me neither. Until I found out. Well, I'll tell you this much. I'll just tell you the results because I know you're interested. Uh, There's a new title change. Oh my! Yes, God. Kenny King, K I N G King, is now the Impact Digital Media Champion, which means Joe Hendry has lost. I <laughs> cannot wait to watch this match. So, <laughs> so, so I had, I had a discussion with a, a few friends yesterday about this, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of like, was it about Joe Hendry? So I watched the Yoda Suji match against Kaido Kiyomiya yesterday. Great stuff, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. And they were like how he 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 was mentored by Ultimo Guerrero in CMLO. Mm-hmm. And I said, so that means the mentors for the the four young guns, including Yumar, are as followed. Shota Umino's is John Moxley. Uh-huh. Ren Narita's is Katsuyori Shibata. Yep. Yoda Suji's is Ultimo Guerrero, and Yumar's is Joe Hendry. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you who's fucked, I don't know who do- what does. oof (laughs) oof i just hope i I just hope that yuya yomura is getting the okada treatment where he's just like treated like dirt in in impact does he have young bucks to save him in the back poof uh motor city machine guns maybe ooh, maybe abc yeah maybe that's the best bet that's but i had to I had to make that show on air. Uh, I had to make that joke on air because I thought it was very funny to realize. 
It is. It is. It is glorious. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Impact's anniversary. Opening up the show is the Ultimate X match. Kushida ultimately wins the Ultimate X match by defeating so Alan Angels, Jonathan Gresham, Kevin Knight, Mike Bailey, and a returning, a surprise returning, Jake something. So what do you think about the Ultimate X match? I I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. It was I a, mean, I a just, lot of high spots. I, yeah, I mean, Ultimate X is just like whatever now to me. It's overplayed. Yeah, it's not. It, it's overplayed and like it's hard to make it creative. If that makes sense, it's kind of like the ladder match. Mm, I it's see. Just like, all right, cool. They did do a lot of high spots here. The uh, speedball moonsault from yeah. like the top of the, that was crazy because yeah. he just crashed down to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, the happy to see Jake something back. Yeah, like something leaving and doing nothing was very sad and unfortunate. Um, so I'm very happy that he's back. I think that's a great, you know, return for Impact. Um, this is a good way to start off shows. It's just the one problem is it takes like 15 minutes to take the stuff down after the fact. So it's like, all right, um, Kushida winning is weird. <laughs> yeah, because what? Well, I don't even know. Was this uh, cage match? Doesn't say that. I guess I have to check the website. But I don't think this Ultimate X match was for anything. Yeah, it was for the opportunity to like cash in the X or whatever. Oh, interesting. Whatever. Oh, whatever it's, it's that. Whatever yeah. the X is up there, it's usually for like for a, a title up. I th- yeah, I think you're right. Oh. I believe. Oh. As a non-impact historian, uh, I believe that is what the ultimate X means. Oh, because then um, we could we could do with, with Kushida winning and the main event return. No, comp- no company has ran Kushida versus Leo Rush more than Impact. It's actually incredible. I don't even know how that's possible. But he could you could do that match for Multiverse United, and that could be something. But what I was going nope. to say was you could They're do. Both, but- Leo Rush is already booked. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking Kushida versus the returning Josh Alexander, a match that got canceled. Oh, uh, yeah, you could. Or, hear or, me out. Or maybe a triple threat. No. Oh. <laughs> I just don't. So if, I I add, if I add Alex Shelley to the mix, does that make it better? It, I like Alex Shelley. Impact's so weird because, like, I said I didn't like this show, but like it was fine. I don't. I think I don't like this show in terms of like the the size of this show. Like Slammiversary, so it's to be a huge show. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to have huge moments. I don't know if I felt like I had the huge moments. Maybe it's because I don't. I'm not as locked in. It was a fine show. It was a fine impact show. But I walked away from it saying, "Wow, that would have been a really good like impact special." Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I yeah. thought I thought it was better than that. I, I definitely thought it was better than that. But you yeah, know, that's because you're an impact maniac. Well, I, I say that all, but we're gonna get into the impact the maniac. We're impact. <laughs> now Killer Kelly's up, so that I was about to shit. say. Let's let's talk about the next match, which I sure did dunk uh, the next three matches. Here we go. Let's let's strap you, in. You you mean the title match that they didn't catch Masha Slavich hitting the finisher, so no one saw her actually win the match correctly. <laughs> You mean the Impact Knockouts tag team title match? Killer Kelly and Masha Salimovich apparently win the ma- match uh, by defeating <laughs> Kylan King and Taylor. Well, she Wild. definitely pinned her. I yeah, saw that. I saw the pin. <laughs> I saw that. That's true. I saw the pin. Yeah. So, I mean, this match. 
Masha did her best. Kylan King did her best. I think. I think. I think Kylan King and Masha are good. Oh, I love Masha. I'm happy she's a champion. She should have been Impact World Women's World Champion. Like, I don't know, months ago. Months ago, (laughs) when they first had her on a streak or whatever. So that's the good part about this match. The bad part is I didn't actually watch it. I just watched the end because I knew. I just knew. It. uh, Yeah. You fool. I have watched it, and it was... Yeah, because you're a Killer Kelly stan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I do not like her as a wrestler. Taylor, she was the worst person in this match, for sure. Uh, but I don't want to dunk on her too much. I've dunked on her enough in the past. I This match was fine. I did, What I hate... I hate impacts... I hate this. Just say, I hate Killer Kelly. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, enough on Duncan. Like, wow, that's like the that's like Ryan's never said that about a wrestler. That's yeah. crazy. En- enough dunking on Killer Kelly. I hate her. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, um, I what I greatly dislike is Impact's tag team title division. Because it feels like, I mean, it's so bland. Every tag team is <laughs> thrown it, together. It, yeah. It's, they're, Even on the men's side. They're thrown together. Well, yeah, but like it feels like it's like they're thrown together. They uh, win the tie. They, they're thrown together. And then the, the next match, the first match they have after being thrown together, if not the first match, the second one, they win the tag titles. They do then do a bunch of defenses on the pre-show. And then they lose the titles on the big show. Like, the, like that's, yeah. that's, that's what the impact tag team title division has been. I, I don't know. Forever, for, forever now. I like, so, so the one credit I will give impact is that at least they built up like the Masha Kelly team, right? Like, sure. Oh, we fought and then we became a team. Sometimes they just throw t- people together and call it a day. Yeah, but I always hate those stories because it's like, oh, we we have now respect for each other, but now all of a sudden we work perfectly as a team well enough to win the title. Well, I don't like them either, but my point is at least it's a story. I guess. I saw a Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan team on the show, and I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) That's fair. This doesn't even make make any sense outside of you people being an impact for life. Like, I... (laughs) What I mean, is the point of this? I saw Moose. I don't even know who Moose teamed with. Brian Myers, if I'm not mistaken. There you go. All right. They, they've been point. they've been a thing. They're, they've actually been a thing for a bit. Now. That's still dumb. Yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> Moose I guess, and yeah. Brian Myers. This match was Zack Ryder's buddy and and Moose. I mean MLW's Matt Cardona. <laughs> this match. How did I know you were going to get an MLW comment on here. Uh, this match was aggressively fine. Masha and Kylan King did their best. Um, tag team match. Special Enforcer, Darren McCarty. Of course, this match was the Scott Demore return wrestling match. Steve Macklin was out. PCO was Matt out. So we had Bully Ray come out. We had Diener as his replacement. Kind of maybe tipped their hand, but still kind of out of nowhere because we didn't know. Scott Demore yeah. comes out. And then I didn't know. I didn't know this. Did you return. see the Scott Demore return match? Yeah, yeah, he's had matches before, if I'm not mistaken. But like, he has but like the return match for Scott Demore. That's our walk away from this match. He had a match last year, apparently in Impact, uh, at the Throwback Throwdown Three. <laughs> so yeah, this is the return 
of Scott the Delore. Throwback Throwdown 3. But we also had the return of his Team Canada faction member from back in the day, Eric Young. That's right. He is no longer in WWE after leaving Impact, after dying in Impact. Also no longer dead. No longer <laughs> dead. They kept kind of hinting towards that of like, he thought he killed the evil, but he didn't kill Eric Young. Uh, so that was the idea. Um, he is no longer a bad guy. He's now a good guy. He's in team Canada. Eric young is no longer in WWE because Vince McMahon came back and he didn't want to work with him. And now he's back in impact doing his thing. Uh, and then this match was like a bunch of, you know, I mean, it's got to more look fine for who he is and what he is, but you know, this match was uh, fun. I guess the crowd was into it. Bully Ray got his comeuppance and Jeremy McCarty did some stuff, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, I didn't watch this. <laughs> I watched the Eric Young reveal. I was like, all right, cool, great. Um, Eric Young. Ah, uh, the Eric Young story. Uh, Eric, <laughs> this is this is a funny, this is like, this is the most impact shit I've ever seen, mm-hmm. right? This guy says, all right, I'm going to go back and sign with WWE. So they say, oh, okay, we'll just kill you. <laughs> That sure sounds good. They kill him in a backstage thing. Diener kills Eric Young. I guess, or whatever. I guess if you have to kill me, sure. <laughs> yeah. Eric Young heads over to WWE, signs on the dotted line, gets ready. You know, he's eventually going to return in the ring. Mm-hmm. Fitz McMahon's back. He pretty much says, I don't want to work for that mofo. He leaves. He gets his release, which is always shocking. But to be fair, they never put him on TV, so I don't know why it's that shocking to begin with. Um, He gets his release, so his WWE tenure was Davey Boy Smith-esque. Junior. Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, At least Davey Boy Smith wrestled a dark match. Yeah, but he he was signed for a lot longer, which makes it worse. That's true. Um, and then Impact, God bless their hearts, said, yeah, we'll bring him right back. He he may have wanted to go there over us, but we'll bring him right back. And what did they do? They brought him right back. Now as a baby face from the dead and acted like nothing happened. That is Impact in a nutshell. That's the Impact way. Impact, baby. That's what they do. I love killing off characters and bring them back. I like and, Eric Young and not, in Impact. Though. And not he like should a, always be there. Yeah, he's really good in Impact. Uh, but I like I like him not coming back in sort of like a Lucha Underground style, just like, you know, they do a whole resurrection bit. It's like, oh, no, he just walks back in. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you kill the evil, but you didn't kill Eric Young, the good, I guess. Uh, I guess that's the idea. I don't know. That's what they're selling. Maybe we'll find more about how Eric Young came back to life uh, on this week's episode of Impact Wrestling TV. Well, it's called Impacts on Access. Whatever. Whatever. Impact X Division title match. You should know that. You're the Impact Maniac. I can't be a freakazoid and an impactful. Oh, or can you? Because you are. You're also a major leaguer. (laughs) 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 You might be a major leaguer more than the other two combined. Uh, well, no, that no. Uh, well, uh, uh. I don't know. You you got MLW comment on this week's episode, and they have they're nowhere to be found. 
We are talking so many different companies, and they are not here. Yet you brought up MLW. Well, we didn't talk about MLW last week, so I had to. Uh, I had to bring up. You still week. brought it up last week, though. <laughs> I did, didn't I? In the middle of a conversation with our guest. Uh huh. Uh huh. Impact oh, X Division title match: Leo Rush versus Chris Sabin. I watched this match and then texted you immediately afterwards, saying, "You will hate this." Did you hate this? I did. <laughs> this, <laughs> this was very upsetting. And don't get me wrong. I love Leo Rush being champion. That's my guy. I'm Leo sh- Rush, a company a company that's not WWE, finally made Leo Rush a champion. The fact that I had to wait since WWE for Leo Rush to be champion again is ridiculous, seeing he has hit now every company since... Um, that being said, well, I just wanted a great uh, real, match. real quickly. I do want to. I don't. I don't. I know this is going to be helpful for my. You say MLW, <laughs> I'm slapping you in the face. That doesn't count. Technically, he did leave WWE, and he first went into MLW and became their middleweight champion. It's not a by defeating Myron by defeating Myron Reed. Were there is, fans in the stands? Well, that technically was that was during the pandemic, so no. Yeah, so no. <laughs> so no. So it doesn't count. Thank but there you. there were fans in my heart, I guess. <laughs> You watched it, and that's all that matters. I think I did watch that, actually, because yeah. it was Leo Rush. Um, yeah. I probably did. Uh, but I just – this was the one match on the card that was like, ah, yeah, guaranteed banger. And then they said, nah, let's do an injury angle, and then just have him squash Chris Saban. That was, that was so upsetting. You and I looked yeah. at this card I was preview. depressed. You and I looked at the card in this preview and said that this match – should be so good and it felt like the booking was like straight out of like vince russo like we got promised something good and it ended up just being nothing you know how good of a match these guys could have we didn't have it at all granted granted i'm sure there is going to be a follow-up match that will be great doesn't make me any happier. I wanted it now, and this is my point, though. It's a, it's your second biggest pay per view of the year, yeah. and you did it on here, yeah. Just so you can have the rematch on, on Bound for Glory, <laughs> Bound for Glory, maybe. I don't know. We're waiting That's very that long, far, but I guess that would make sense. Um, but ah, oh, I was so angry, and they had Saban kick out of the final hour. <laughs> And I was like, all right, now we're going to go. And then he just hit another one. And it was over. And I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, impact. Impact. What? A, what a, even when you do something good, you do something wrong. You crown, <laughs> you crown Leo Rush, the man of the hour, my guy, as a champion. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You do it. In a squash over Chris Saban. <laughs> Disgusting. And now you're going to make me watch Kushida versus Leo Rush again. But not in Multiverse United because he's in a tag match with Trey Miguel for some reason. <laughs> versus Mike Bailey and Hiromu. I was like, one of these things are not like the others. That's fine. Who would I put in Trey Miguel's spot? Ask me. Who? Who would you put in Trey Miguel's spot? Literally, uh, not anyone. Um, Chris Saban. Like, <laughs> Ace Austin? Eh, that'd be fun. You get the Bullet Club chaos stuff, though. I would have just put something. Ace Austin and Bay versus those two, truthfully. No offense to Leah Rush, just would have made more sense to me. 
Maybe this means we're going to get Leo Rush. Maybe he defends the title at uh, All-Star Junior Festival or whatever. Oh, we know Sonata's going to be at Emergence. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Get ready for that. I I've never King. seen an announcement that made less sense to me than that. <laughs> I was like, what? I like he's coming back in the States and AEW's like, no, we're good. <laughs> I fact, think it's best for Sonata and AEW to not do anything together. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's got history at Impact, so I guess that works. Um, Saya Sonata, baby. Uh, yeah, this waste of my goddamn time. Impact. Maybe they'll just do Sonata versus Kushida. Maybe they'll use the X on that. <laughs> and Kushida wins. <laughs> Kushida will finally get his world title match yeah. that he's wanted since before he left for NXT, and it's in Impact. That's oh, fine. It feels so right. That's fine. <laughs> I prefer that. Impact World Tag Team Title Match Subculture. The team of Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews defeat ABC, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan, and Brian Myers and Moose. We got a nice little title challenge, a bunch of title changes. One of this is one of four. Uh, what did you think of this title match and uh, Subculture giving the win? Not gonna lie to you. Didn't actually watch the whole thing. You you told me you watched Slammiversary, and this is like four matches in a row where you said I didn't watch it. <laughs> so so hear me out here. Why are we previewing bad, this? We're not previewing it. We're reviewing. We're whatever. <laughs> what? um, so I watched most of it, and when I say I didn't watch it all, this is one of the times I actually did do double screen. And oh, you lied really to me. Bad. You lied to me. Well, because there was st- there were better things on. <laughs> there was a lot of wrestling on, and there were better things. That's fair. This um, is happening the same time learned, as AEW Collision, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't watch it live. That was my problem. Um, but I did tune this match on when I was watching Collision at the same time, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching this show until after." Um, and then the G1 started at 1 a.m. Eastern, and I was like, "God damn it." So I got to see Eddie versus Shingo live. That was a good time for me. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw the way they lost. I saw the way that ABC lost, and that's with the Rascals running in. Because I had asked you last week, why are the Rascals not on this show? I have my answer now. Because they need to have a non-title feud with ABC. Mm-hmm. Could have been for the title, but, you know, I, I yeah, guess. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I guess you can have the title do something else. Yep. Put them on Subculture, the Rev Pro World Tag Team Champions. Which that Subculture. I love that match. I love that Rev. We didn't talk about Rev Pro, but I love that match. You are a Rev. I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have. A that that, that might be my match of the week. Um, yeah, Revolution Pro. Or no, that didn't really work that much. Uh, a Revolution Professional, a Rev Professional. A. Uh, you're just a Brev. <laughs> that's yeah yeah no that's that's right that's correct uh i thought this match was okay uh i think you know i thought it was pretty fine i guess uh subculture i think is a good team abc are a great team swam like you said swam and callahan are why are they here moose and brian myers i get why they're here but i don't like them uh <laughs> i mean they're fine moose is like moose is like oh yeah i signed a new contract and it's like okay now you're still you're doing nothing man I don't um, know why that was so funny to me, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian Myers is whatever. Feels like he looked at, packed on a couple pounds. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know it's fine. I guess you know three stars. You know it was good stuff happened. I guess I don't know. Two of the teams. If you replace 
both of those teams with just the Rascals, this match would have been outstanding. Yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Instead, they do a run-in halfway during the match to distract ABC, which that led to the finish. But uh, Again, like I said, Ryan, not the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. No. Singles match. Eddie Edwards and you know we talked about this before we before we started watching the show of course um we talked about like it's fun to review impact because they never really have a show where it's like you know there's nothing that we can really talk about there's always either like a pretty good high or there's always like a bunch of lows you know there's nothing like there's never an entire card of nothing happened once it's there's always make a something shirt that says the impact way. The impact way. It's always <laughs> always something. There's always something <laughs> remarkable that happens, whether positive or negative. Uh, less impact. Singles match: Eddie Edwards versus Frankie Kazarian. I thought this was pretty good. I like this a little bit more than the last match at whatever the last under siege, whatever the hell it was. You know, I was okay with the Brooks Alicia. Well, whatever. I don't I really care for it that much. But I think maybe that actually kind of hurt the match for me now that I think about it. But, you know, I thought the match was fine. You know, I, they're two professional wrestlers doing a professional wrestling match. So it, it is, it, it was, it was well done. It was well wrestled, but it was there, I guess. What this do you think? So long. Yes. That was going to be my other complaint about it was 17 minutes and 43 seconds long. This match would have been better if it ended at least three minutes, maybe five minutes earlier. It was the longest match of the show. Correct. Why? Uh, well, why, why did you pick the one with the two old guys? Well, one of the matches, matches, one of the matches had to have all the time that Leo Rush and Chris Saban were going to get. And so they that's, just, dis- that's disgusting. I just don't, don't even say that. Don't, don't, don't yeah. say that. No. Yeah, this um this was really long. And in the year of 2023, it takes a lot for me to get interested in an Eddie Edwards match. It gets uh, takes a lot for me to get interested in a Frankie Kazarian match. So the fact that they had a match together mm-hmm. and it was 17 and a half minutes long. A grudge match, no less. Yeah, I, I felt no grudges. It was a grunge match, a grudge match of technical wrestling proportions. If it was a grunge match, it would have probably been better. Yeah, now we're talking heavy metal, baby. I don't, I don't even know how that would work. What would a grunge match be? <laughs> well, of course, everyone's wearing jeans. That's standard. Um, and flannels. Right, John Moxley from uh, when he was Dean Ambrose is all set. Well, it's jeans, but then they have flannels tied around their waist. Um and taped fists or something. Maybe it's like a taped fist match, but it's grunge and it's like a mosh pit. Taped fist match. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> this match should have been shorter. It It's just technical wrestling and 17 minutes is too much for them. They're not the best in the world. Uh, Impact Knockouts world, ti- world title match. Trinity f- defeats Deanna Perrazzo. It's the end of shock. her reign. Trinity gets the win. What a shock. Were you... Uh, this felt like a, a very obvious outcome, as we both said, uh, sarcastically. Uh, but did you think this match lived up to the expectations that it had? I don't know. What do you What do you think of this match? It lived up to my expectations, which my were expectations were like, yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, eh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, like I. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Deanna's like an excellent in-ring wrestler obviously right you know mm-hmm. i i i praised her matches with jordan grace earlier this year and i think trinity's a fine wrestler like she she she's been good she's been good at impact i'll give her that credit 
Um, but I don't think she, like she's this like you know workhorse, work rate wrestler. No, right? That her her uh, friend is mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so uh, it was it was good. It was a good way to crown her. I thought, even though the finish kind of came out of nowhere because it felt like the announcers had no idea that submission was her finish. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> I was like, no, that's the one she did in WWE. So <laughs> Um, I like the spot of the um, pile driver on the apron. That was a good, uh, you know, fake, fake out almost. Give Trinity a big kick out. Mm-hmm. Um, that worked. Frankly, Deanna should be on her way out. She Her contract expires at the end of the year. She's done everything there's to do and more in Impact. She's saved them multiple times. Problem is, where do I send her? Don't really know. So, uh, MLW, baby, MLW, here we go. Featherweight division, dream match, Del Miexo. (laughs) Like, like in a perfect world, AEW would really care about their women's division, and she would be like an instant major addition for it. And she still would be, yeah, a major addition for it. But, uh, but what it would Deanna add? To AEW Women's Division, I think it will add competent, a competent character and pro wrestler. That's true. Which they don't have a lot of. In that I, I was going to say a competent wrestler that can know that knows how to wrestle, but she's not a star at the end of the day, right? I don't think she's like she's. But like, they're not signing any stars. There's no that's stars. Fair. That's fair. I if I had to, but then here's the other thing: you also have Jordan Grace out there. And if I was AEW and I had to pick one, I would pick Jordan Grace. If I pick I would both, just take both. Yeah, I was like, if you take both, take both. Sure. I'm afraid you'll make some sort of impact wrestling uh, stable with Taya Valkyrie, Deanna, and Jordan Grace. Uh, well, well, there's my point. If you're willing to sign Taya Valkyrie, I don't care if she's won a million titles, then you could sign anyone. Because mm-hmm. Taya Valkyrie, no offense to her, she's not that good. She's awful. <laughs> she's trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, she's yeah. had like three. And, and here's the thing. They've given her three or two title matches. Three title matches. Three. In the past two months, she's lost them all, but mm-hmm. they've given them to her. So this is my point. If you have some like Diana who's mm-hmm. going to go out there with like Chris Statlander and have a really good TV match, that's true, or even a pay per view match, like that would be a lot better than half of what they're giving you. Or you can have, if you want, Diana on a Ring of Honor. You know, you can have her hide her away in a Ring of Honor. That's something that can add she to that division. Be, you could, she could be your next Athena. Yeah, she. Wa- I'm sure Will. I'm sure Willow probably wins the title. But she um, she is a former Ring of Honor World Women's Champion, so you never know. Here's here's the thing: AEW has hidden their best women's wrestler in Ring of Honor for months. That's part of their problem. Now I'm I'm, I'm now rooting for Athena to no longer be a champion, so that she can go and like wrestle on the AEW brand. Yeah, um, and I think that's just a kind of a sign of that women's division as a whole right claudio claudio has been world champion forever yet (laughs) he's never missed a week of television right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. there's a weird thing going on and i think if you were to add diana add jordan grace that really bolsters your lineup so that you don't have to just trot out people that aren't tv ready frankly mm-hmm. or bad but there's also bad 
We'll not name names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll tie a Valkyrie. Um, <laughs> let's you're, m- the, you're the snippy one today. Yeah. Um, Trinity. This impact stuff is killing you. <laughs> Trinity. Yeah. Trinity getting the title match is fine. Uh, do I expect this to be a great title? Title. Not the title match. Yeah. The title. Thank you. Uh, just- Mercedes Monet locked in. Multiverse United 2 around the corner. It's plausible. It's if plausible. She wants to wrestle in the rinky dink ECW arena, then sure. Hey, history or whatever. I'm sure she likes history. She can take a picture in front of the in, in the men's bathroom. Ew. That's where the sign is, if I'm not mistaken, that ECW sign. That's in the men's bathroom. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So she um, she yeah. would do that. You know for a fact that would that would happen, her and Trinity. You know? Um you know where you can do it? Not there. <laughs> I don't know. Did, Historic like, crossover? Historic crossover? You sure, Scotty? <laughs> I broke him. I don't even know if that's a show. <laughs> and you're putting an Impact World title match on it. Yeah, baby. What a crossover. Uh, Impact World title match. Let's talk about the main event. Alex Shelley versus Nick Aldis. I'm sure this is also plays into part of like why you didn't like the show too much because I know you don't like Nick Aldis. It was uh, a very professional wrestling match. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean that respectfully, by the way. Like, yeah. It was good. It was fine. Like, yeah. it, There's no, bell, <sighs> no bells and whistles with this team. It was an odd way to book it, though, because like... I was watching. I was like, why does Alex Shelley feel like he's wrestling like a heel? <laughs> right? Because he was like putting the, all this his fingers in the uh, turnbuckle and mm-hmm. pulling him back. I was like, he's doing his heel stick on the indies as a baby face. What is happening? Especially against uh, an already known heel, Nick Aldis. Yes. Yes. Nick Aldis is the type of guy where if WWE could drop a wrestler in the 1990s, it would be Nick Aldis. I'll I'll even say if WB had the ability to hire people right now, Nick Aldis would be a guy they would hire. But alas, I doubt it because they still haven't hired him. No, I, well <laughs> the, the 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 thought is is that there's a hiring freeze that so they couldn't well, hire yeah. him. But Same he's been available White. how many times? Mm, that's true. <laughs> Do you, they you, never you, wanted him. That's true. They could have easily scooped him out of NWA at any point. Now he's like forty. <laughs> yeah, how old is Nick Aldis? Uh, now now. You know what might work out for him, even <laughs> Nick, though Nick Aldis is thirty six. Yeah, so he's in the prime of his wrestling career. What might work for him is that uh, LA Knight got over. Eh, that's true. Grayson Waller is getting over. Grayson Waller's surprisingly up there. Yeah, and I think Grayson Waller stinks. So how about that? Wow, wow. Glorified Miz is nothing for me. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, it's better than Austin Theory. Austin Theory is just glorified. Uh, create a wrestler so that's fair uh yeah no uh this match was i think it was pretty good fine whatever uh and then i was happy with the win i was shocked shocked with the win for sure Shell shocked oh my god and then of course you had the after the match josh alexander comes out and faces to face with alex shelley so it looks like it was wicked funny by the way it looks like that heel isms of alex shelley is probably playing into the upcoming feud yes. with josh alexander which i wanted Mm-hmm. I wanted heel Alex Shelley as world champion. I think that's interesting. So I would guess maybe, you know, if we do... Just hold it for Bound for Glory. 
Well, I would think you could do Emergence. Well, what's next? Actually, technically, Multiverse United 2 was next. Uh, not right, going to do it there. Yeah. Uh, Emergence plausible? Uh, no, it's in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's happening in Emergence. <laughs> it's happening in Canada. All right, it's happening in Emergence. That's easy. Um, yeah, because then Victory Road is September 8th. Uh, you know, they'll have a world title match probably on Impact 1000 uh, just because it's uh, 1000 episodes. And then Bound for Glory is in Chicago in October. It's not going to happen there. It's probably CM gonna, Punk, baby. Yeah. It's probably going to happen at Emergence in Canada. Uh, so they'll just do a rematch there. Or they'll do they might, this Alexander like they wanted. Yeah, that's that's plausible. That's certainly plausible. Because then you could do you could just do Kashida versus Joss Alexander at Multiverse United two. You could just do that as like a match, as a yeah. as a tune up match for Josh Alexander. He gets the win, goes into emergence, wins the title, down the line, does some defenses, and then I don't know, loses it to Nick Aldis at Bound for Glory or whatever. I don't know. If I get that right, play this audio back. <laughs> and if he doesn't. Forget it ever happened. <laughs> if it doesn't, I don't know what you're talking about. That is AI <laughs> technology. That is that is you are stealing my voice. Our uh, entire promo is act- our entire uh, podcast is actually AI. Yes, this is all AI. This is this is written by robots, said by robots for we are the only future robots. of Hollywood. <laughs> if David Zasloff was one, it was running Hollywood. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, G1 Climax. Let's talk about some good wrestling. New Japan. Well, I mean, Impact. I'll, I'll be mean. I won't be mean. New Japan. Let's talk about some good wrestling. Impact had good wrestling. I'll, I'll be. The that's too mean. Dunkage. Nah, you were right. There was, good. There was some. There was some solid wrestling on there. Uh, there was enough wrestling on there where I walked away and said, "Wow, I didn't need to watch this." <laughs> I would say watch it's like. It. It was like generic. I would recommend the main event just because it's the world time match is pretty good. The ultimate X match. And I mean, if you want to do Kazarian Eddie Edwards, but it's too long. No, don't watch that. I yeah. know that's stuck. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty much maybe where I would land. Um, New Japan. Let's talk about New Japan. G1 Climax night one. Obviously night two also happened this morning at the day we were recording this. But we have not watched it. That's fine. Watch one match. Oh, you watch one match. You can talk about that, I guess, in a moment. But let's talk about night one first. Um, we'll go. I guess we'll go match by match real quickly. Uh, block B, Block A was were the blocks happening on this first night. The opening match here was Yoshihashi defeating El Phantasmo. Uh, I feel like it's an upset, but it's not really at this point. Yoshihashi is not really an upset, you know, guy anymore. Uh, but I was fully expecting El Phantasmo to get the win here, and he did not. I think he might get sort of the uh, late. Maybe he's going to get the late run in the G1 Climax. I don't know. But uh, who knows? What did you think of this match? Fine opener. Um, you not, know, not a blow you know, away opener. No, no, not at all. You know I'm not a big El Phantasmo guy either. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected more. Me too. I, I definitely expected a little more. It felt it felt very bland. Yes, that makes sense. No, 100%. Um, I think Yoshihashi is usually really good at like working these types of matches, but had no flavor to it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I I got distracted because I was at just looking at YouTube real quickly just to make sure our, our stream is everything okay. Uh, and I saw that NWA has a new 
video or whatever, a th- group called DLZ, which is basically a TMZ ripoff, which is what QTV is. And I'm just frustrated. how bad that is. <laughs> I'm just like, so this is a knockoff of QTV? <laughs> God, NWA. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with the same sentiments. I think I was expecting more maybe, and it was kind of a f- flat opening. It was fine. I gave it like, I think I gave it three, maybe two and three quarters. It was fine. But Billy Corgan watching AW and the only thing he takes away from it is QTV <laughs> is a very funny world to live in. QTV <laughs> QTV is like the top heel in NWA. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. Marshall would be main eventing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what I would do. If I want if you ever did pretty much did. If if Tony Khan had any interest in any NLW NWA guy, it would be uh I don't know who he would want to take. Maybe Mims. I don't know. Uh, but he would send over QTV 100%. That's who he would send over. Who he would want to take from NWA? No one. I'll take Thrillbilly Silas. That's who I would take. Like, legitimately. You can keep naming these people, and I'm not going to believe they're real. He's the guy <laughs> that I gave the huge raving match when he had a match against Jared Kratos. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's he's actually he's actually really good. I, I actually what think he's got What is this company? There. I know. Uh, Billy Cyrus, Billy Cyrus, is that what you said? <laughs> Thrill. Don't break your heart, my achy, breaky heart. I want to move on. Chase Owens versus Gabe Kidd. Chase Owens got in the win <laughs> you here. You know I didn't watch <laughs> So, yeah, so this match this match was mostly like Gabe Kidd uh, brawling. I and I laughed. Yeah, this match was mostly Gabe Kidd brawling around the arena, beating up Chase Owens, uh, doing a cool little flip. Uh, and then Chase Owens ultimately gets the win in two minutes and 55 seconds when the match finally begins. Uh, but, yes. you know, hey, look, it, it gave off the, the Gabe Kib give no fucks character that he is going and for. And then he lost. <laughs> and then he lost. So whatever, I guess. I did. I had multiple people message me after the G1 preview and say, like, wow, you did good at not <laughs> absolutely tearing Chase Owens a new one. I was like, it was tough. It was tough. I, 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 was tough. It, I mean, and it still eked out. It still eked out. It at did moments. immediately, yeah. actually. Uh-huh. Immediately. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't like him. Eh, we reined sucks. it in. We reined it in. And then now. But yeah, I was trying to be respectful. Now it's over. Yeah, now it's over. I'm never going to watch Chase Owens match. So you're not going to watch Chase Owens versus Kaito Kiyomiya? I mean, I'm going to watch that, of course, because I'm an insane person, but just because that that just seems fun, just that idea. Um, All right. uh, Kimia loses, I will ride. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tangaloa versus Kenta. What do you you think about Tangaloa's return match? I watched like half of this because I could not get myself to watch the full thing. 12 minutes and 46 seconds. I saw how long it was. I kept skipping and kept skipping. I was like, oh, my God, it's still going. It's still going. Uh, Tingalo hit, like, a spear. I was going to say I was going to be mean, but it, it was a spear. And then uh, he hit the – he has the uh, great finisher, though, that I can't think of the name of. The uh, uh, Fire Thunder Driver? Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> he drops Kent on his head. That was cool. The ape um, shit? Yeah, he calls it the ape shit. That's right. Um, but, yeah, it was uh... – yeah not the best match on the show no I'll, no i'll take i'll take the gabe kid chase owen schmaz over the tongaloa kenta nonsense yeah because it wasn't so long <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, this match, uh, I don't think that was that good. I like the 20 minutes, by the way. We'll get to the 20 minutes. We'll get to the It feels minutes. very intense for my heart. Because, like, uh, every time we get, like, to 15, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh God. you mean the concept. I thought you meant the time limit draw. You mean, like, the concept of the. Oh, I mean, I'm going to praise the time limit draw because yeah. I'm a shooter maniac, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, we all know that. Um, yeah, but you mean more of, like, the concept of, like, the fact that. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I think it's exciting. Mm hmm. I can agree with that. It, it, it adds another dimension to it instead of just like, okay, we have another 15 minutes. It's like, oh, we have five. <laughs> It'll make those later matches, like when they go back to 30 and no time limit, a little bit more important, special. That's true. Uh, so it's easier to watch. <laughs> let's quickly move on to the next match. Ren Narita versus Shomna Umino. This was a time limit draw. Scotty, I will give you the floor because I know this was probably your favorite match of the night. Uh, um, it was one of my two. Oh, oh, there we go. We'll talk about the other one shortly. But what do you think? It's very easy to catch. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, Sonata Hikaleo. Uh, nah, what... I, was, I was busy getting Gene blasted. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, talk about the Renarita Shota Umino match. They they're just they're just so good. Like Renarita is a guy that needs a tournament more than anyone to prove like he's a guy, right? Because I remember when he was coming. Or getting ready, and everyone's like, is he going to be a junior? Is he going to be a heavyweight? They went with heavyweight. They gave him the heavyweight reigns, and he won the, the trio's belt quick. Then he just kind of faded, right? And faded, and faded, and faded. Meanwhile, Shooter over here, obviously, he's been busy. He's been busy. Doing a lot. Um, You know, brings in Blackpool Combat Club, part of that great match. Um, has the really good stuff with uh, Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan Cup, plus the title match. Um, he's been obviously busy, and they're telling a story. But Ren Narita needs this. I think both. I think all of them need it, obviously, right? To you know, establish who they are, and I think we're off to a good start. Um, but these two getting to go head to head with the story that they've built up, right? With the three Musketeers thing and the whole. Yeah, neither none of us like this. You felt that, and I was like, if this is what this feud is is creating from here on out, New Japan is the the smartest freaking company out there today because instantly you had a reason to care about two brand new guys, right? If you're coming into this as a new G1 or not a new fan, but a a New Japan fan who doesn't care about anything besides the G1. You instantly knew that these two hated each other and that they were going to beat the snot out of each other till the very end. And I love the draw. I like not having one of them win instantly. And now it sets up kind of the rest of the way when they fight Suji. Is it going to be a draw or one of them going to win or, you know, one of the three going to win? I'm very excited about where this is going. Um, Shota still needs a new finisher. That's fine. Uh, I, but you know, we didn't even get to the finisher. We did everything else. Uh, they, they, they really went at it for 20 minutes and I, I I'm happy they got a chance to show this should have been later on the card truthfully, but it actually worked out because they weren't, um, they had the chance to, after two bad matches, take the, get the air back up Yeah, in a lot of ways. And I think the surprise of the time limit draw yeah. played up. It felt like a desperate draw too. Yes. Which was very nice. Which I think I I thought this was a really, really good match. Uh, I like Ren Narita. I like Shota. Um, 
I it's it's the Shota thing of the lack of originality that is so frustrating when I'm watching Shota in the sense of like he's you know pulling from so many people. I mean, we added Chono to the arsenal, right? With that SDF. Uh, so he's he's just an amalgamation of a bunch of people, and, and I want to know who Shota is, Shota Umno is. And yeah, Renarita is just a clone of Shibata, I guess, but he he feels more original than anything else. I than 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 Shota Umno is. Um, yeah, I like this match. I wish it wasn't as much played up as like an like an epic as it feels like it was now. It's a it's a going to be a historical match that we can look back on as like a match that like you know this is what to look forward to or this is what we have to look at from years from now or whatever. But um, that being said, um, I feel like the I wish it wasn't like laid out as epically as it was. You know, we talked about it at one point that like remember these guys were young lions during the Omega Okada years, right? So these guys you know watched the the epic uh of of those things um so they they understand it i guess um but i i i just was like i don't know if the epic is necessarily earned but to that same point it may not be earned for me but at the same time it's going to be historic it's looking back on and like you said which i think is greatly pointed out on which played into the epic story was they both are fighting to be the best they are fighting because they know they are now lumped in together, so they want to prove that they are better than the other person. And what's interesting is that they weren't able to prove that, and now we have mo- more time to figure that out. And when will they be able to prove that? Who the heck knows? That's what's going to make the feuds exciting. Um, and that is what I'm looking for. And that's what I like the most coming out of this is that they both went in there wanting to prove who was better than the other guy, and neither of them were able to. Now they both have to face Yoda Suji, which is going to be an interesting one also. Uh, so we'll see how all of that plays out moving forward. Ren Narita needs to do a lot for me to ever believe him as a serious contender. Yeah, he uh, remember he came originally in like the, he was in the junior division, and now he's like in this heavyweight yeah. G1 Climax. I, I don't see Ren Narita as a world heavyweight champion. No, never. Never open weights like his ceiling for me right now. If, if Zack Sabre Jr. can't be a world heavyweight champion, it's like one of the best technical wrestlers. Right. How can Ren Narita do it? If Shibata was right. never world heavyweight like, champion. Like, I know I know a lot of people still, like, including yourself, have the problems with Shota and, like, he needs this fully. But I think everyone sees him holding that world title, like, easy to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. looking down the line, you're like, yeah, he'll have that belt. There's no part of me that sees Ren Narita holding that belt. Yes. And, and the, the, the so the beauty of these two are is that they're three years or more younger than Suji, so mm-hmm. it's like they have time. Mm-hmm. Narita is the youngest, so he has plenty of time. It's just I don't know if he ever gets there. Sh- Something would have to change overnight, I think. A lot of people see Shota Umino as like Tanahashi, you know. I see Shota Umino as like early. Naito, and which I, is funny because that's that's clearly what they're going with for Yoda Suji, um, but like I, just the way he they not not necessarily the story, and I think I know where you're going from is that maybe he's miscast and then he finally figures himself out. That's exactly um, where I'm coming from. Suji's more of they're going for the uberly popular wrestler who can't win, 
early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I definitely, I'm definitely with you. I think, I and I think that's a good thing to go with for shooter. Yeah, as the eventual as the eventual idea. But if it doesn't work out, you're you lost the top guy. That's not that's my concern. Is that they have a gamble? I think Yoda Suji is more charismatic and easily, you know, the charisma easily flows out of him versus Shota. I feel like is doing a performance um, for me, uh, and I think I wouldn't People take that game. Naito was dead in the water. And there are people that think Shota. I, I, I'm not. I don't think Shota's dead in the water. I think he's going to get pushed. But I just think it, there's a try hard energy with Shota Umino, and I I would like for that to be gone. And I think he needs to figure something out. And I I'm waiting for the day for him to figure something out. And, you and, use their guy though. So yeah, I'm telling you. I think I hope Yuya Uemura is like an Okada esque figure. That's just he's being, also 28. Yeah, I hope he is a guy that gets wasted, that seemingly is wasted at impact, but uh, uh, is not doing anything. But let me talk about the next match. Let's talk about the next match. I'll let you go first. Kazucho Okada versus Great Okan. What do you think about this match? Okada beating the former Rev Pro Heavyweight Champion. It's good. It it was exactly what Kazuchika Okada versus Great Okan is. If that makes sense, like. It was exactly what I expected this match to be. Great Okan always like looks like he has what it takes to get a big win, and then he loses. Yeah, that is his matches in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was also like a weird like amount of clunkiness I felt like in this match. I don't know if you felt that like of Okan. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what it was. that's Okan. I mean, I'm not a big Okan guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was fun. I like. I really like the yeah. closing stretch. Um, I like the Rainmaker just happening rather than like the usual Okada hit the landslide, hit the thing, or mm-hmm. hit the Emerald Flow. Like I liked that. Um, but it was Okada, all right. I wanted more from Okada, but I didn't really get it. This was a. Uh, you know what? I'll just save my body for later. <laughs> <laughs> the tournament. I, yeah. I'm not made of it, and I don't give a shit. I thought the exact same thing. I thought the exact same thing. Uh, Kaito Kiyomeo versus Yoda Suji. I love this This was my match. favorite match. This was, I think, also my favorite match of the entire night. I love this match. There's... And it was all the young guys. So my two favorite matches of the night were just the the three Musketeers and, and Kaito. And, Kaito, <laughs> and which, the, the Skittles. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. Like The reality is, as much as we could talk about these Musketeers, I watched this and I was like, wow, Kaito is so far ahead of everyone in terms of like the age. Like, yeah. He's 26 and he's this. And, and obviously Noah's pushed him longer, but he is like, he's seeing him in the new Japan realm mm-hmm. in this show. Just like it made me realize he really is the upper echelon of this tournament, let alone this block. Mm-hmm. Like he is a he he just has it all covered, and I like the story we're telling with Yoda Suji. I, I said to someone yesterday, I was like, he's totally him, but he's also a freaking loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's like so weird because and I, I, I and the story seems to be he starts off hot and can't finish the job yeah. already. Like that's instantly the story. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting story to tell with Yoda Suji because like clearly everyone wants this guy to win mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like nah 
he's gonna keep losing. Yeah. Um, I was happy he lost Kaito though. I think it was more important for Kaito to win than Suji to win. This match rocked. Um everything I think you want out of these two. And it's it's a tale of hopefully, hopefully a big bigger match to come somewhere down the road, perhaps. Hey man. I would love to see it. I thought this match ruled. I thought they have great chemistry, right? Like first time chemistry. I thought they were. I, I dude, I love Yoda Suji. I know you do. I love. I want to get. Dude, never mind. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. I. I think. I think he's fantastic, and that's why I'm sort of like going back to the Shota conversation. Is like I see Yoda Suji as like the bigger guy than Shota Umino right now. And I maybe the idea is that Shota Umino is a more a, a longer term prospect or whatever, a long term project versus Yoda Suji, where you kind of have to do him now. Um, I think it's very clear what they're doing, in my opinion. Like Yoda, Yoda Suji's one, the older guy. Yep. Two, re debuted in a world title match. Mm-hmm. Three is an LIJ. Like they are clearly like, okay, he's, we can push him now. We're going to clearly not, build up Shoto. Yoda Suji is not that much older. Renarita's 25. Renarita's 25. Shoto Umino's 26. And uh, Yoda Suji's 29. He's only three years older than Yes, him. but my point is he's 29. Sure. Like, this, sure. Is, this is when Okada was already a multi-time champion by then. Sure. Um, so, like, you've got to just go. Like, he's ready to just go, is my point. You just go with him. He's all. He's also, to me, someone who had he he's had the ability if that makes sense like when i saw him as a young line he mm-hmm. always had the ability like he always felt like if you tossed him into the wild and he came back like a few months later i wouldn't have been shocked yeah just because he feels advanced if that like that that he that's the type of athlete he is and they talk about it all the time on commentary but that is the type of athlete he is he's just so advanced in that respect um and, and and through his now two big matches you feel that mm-hmm. but again it's very funny that he can't win <laughs> uh, Yet, he will shout out to jm factor on youtube he's joining us on the chat he said that suji and i believe he said gabe which i assume he's saying gabe kid have the overturned skill and fire pro they start hot but gas out over time uh yeah. which is the same idea i mean gabe kid comes out comes out guns a blazing and then ultimately mm-hmm. loses to chase owens yoda suji comes out guns a blazing you know doing a, a the uh suicide dive right as kaito is still doing his entrance um yeah no it's i i get that i get that idea i'd i'd have suji beat osprey at wrestle kingdom whoa for the title for the u.s title yeah I mean that's yes. fine, and then in America gets Gene blasted. I think that's a win-win for everybody. Um, you know, I, you're, I think you're first in line, baby. <laughs> uh, speaking of Osprey, Osprey versus oh oh yep. oh wait, one thing I loved is that Kaito kind of just like won comfortably at the end. Mm-hmm. It really played to the fact that Suji just ran out of gas. Yeah, like he hit he hits all these amazing things. But then he's just like dead in the water, mm-hmm. and like Kiyomiya just was like he was in his element. He's like, all right, that's enough. I'm done with this guy. He felt like Okada of the block, and I was like, this, yeah. this is what they're going for. That's incredible. There's elements, um, but they're on the outside, yeah. and it felt like like Kiyomiya's just like kicking around Yusuji, and it was like yeah. there's a little bit Okada ness right here that I feel. Yeah, 
He was a little he, spice. He was in control. Some Vegeta ness. He's just uh, hard hard strikes over here, my guy. Yeah, I uh, don't I don't want this to happen because like Noah will be doomed without him. Yeah, <laughs> but he would be incredible <laughs> if he went to New Japan full time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would love that too. He um, would be he would be IWGP World Champion like very quickly. Also, his mutaisms, by the way, work very well now. I think, now that he's like molded them into his style. Yeah. I, what's interesting about him is that he works better out of Noah than he works in Noah. I think it's oh, yeah. in comparison to the rest of the roster, he just fits better. It's. I think they ask oddness from him in Noah. Like they want him to do like kind of with the sure. how you're talking about like they want the epics. I don't think that like he he works better just going if that makes sense like he's such a good wrestler mm-hmm. he he and this people are gonna take this wrong he reminds me of Osprey in that he can do a lot of great looking moves and a lot of big moves it doesn't need to be like this it he shouldn't be wrestling Jake Lee yeah okay like yeah he shouldn't have to do that match yeah I think Osprey would suck in that match. Right, it's like you and me were talking about how, uh, you know, they did the Cardona match of a Cardona Osprey match rather than an Osprey match. Mm-hmm. It would be it, Kaito did a Jake Lee match rather than a Kaito match. Yeah. The Kaito match was the Kano match from earlier in the year that was great mm-hmm. when they killed each other. Mm-hmm. Right, that's Kano, that's Kaito, like that's great. Him having to wrestle someone else's match almost rarely works. Yeah, and that's. Noah's guys aren't really good at working. Yeah, and always. and and for the past year or so, you know, he was working Muto matches. He was working. I did like his Jack Morrison match though. Oh yeah, well, of course. Because yeah. I feel like that's was you know Kaito versus Kaito. I mean, yeah. I was Jack. There's no way Jack Morris comes in and says, "Yeah, hey, bud, we're working my style, well, you know my <laughs> style, buddy." And I don't know what Yudasuji's style is yet. Besides, like, Gene blasting early, then running out of gas, but like. Well, there's a there's a refractory. We'll, period. we'll get there. There's a refractory period to the gene blasting. <laughs> we'll get there. I, I I'm looking forward to him and Ren on Tuesday. That's going to be really good. Me too. Um. Uh. Next match was Taichi defeating Will Osprey. I thought this match was also pretty good. What do you think about this it? This was weird. Weird. I I didn't love the eardrum thing. Yeah, I think I think it comes down to that. What did you think of the eardrum gimmick? <laughs> that's, like the that's match a... itself was good, but like. He did so they did the eardrum thing and then they just went 50 50 from there well, on out. Well, and the was idea like, was the will idea was that Will Osprey is just beating the crap out of Tai Chi and is way better than him. And then Tai Chi gets one good shot hitting the eardrum, disorienting Will Osprey enough that it becomes 50 50 and Tai Chi ultimately wins. I like that as a simple, like, like it's kind of a cool sports story. Uh, it is, it is. I just. It's a story you can only tell in wrestling. There was part of me where I was like, I feel, I feel like this should be even better. If that sure, makes sense. It, it, the fact that they were going for that one-off story, uh, he better, he better sell that now the entire tournament. Otherwise, I'm going to be very confused. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> you don't just, you don't just recover from that. Tai mm-hmm. mm-hmm. winning those beasts. Can't wait for when we uh, combine the KOPW and <laughs> the US, US title. title my, my pitch. Um, yeah, no, uh, I think it's... And we'll call uh, it the King of USA Championship. Yeah. <laughs> I liked this match. I liked the story. I get what you're saying that, like, 
we've seen like more work ratey matches from them in the past, and this was more of a story driven match, um, which I think it worked. But I, you know, you sort of had that other expectation, and maybe it could have gone that way, but they did the uh, oh, we're oh, we did the story, the story bit. So uh, I think it worked. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting, so I guess it was weird in that sense for me. But I, I liked how I, I liked how it played out. I liked the story. I liked the eardrum gimmick. I liked Tai Chi ultimately getting the win. Uh, if that's interesting, maybe we do a Tai Chi. We're all, we're all happy that Tai Chi won. Maybe it's Tai Chi versus Will Ospreay and, and Wembley. Can we book? Can we book more <laughs> matches not for AEW um, yeah. on that show? What, what what else can we put in Wembley? Every uh, match, every big match ever. Well, what if it was in Wembley? Well, there's a night two match that we'll talk about momentarily. That could be Wembley. Uh, the other match on this night was Sonata defeats Hikaleo. Uh, this match was fine. I I was. Good, I guess. Hikaleo looked good, I think. He he looked he looked big monster, right? He looked big monster. Sure. Is yeah. It was you would I don't know, man. What do you Sonata? What do you want in a Sonata? You good matches? You leave, you leave Sonata alone, buddy. It was ten minutes and like we talk all the time about how Sonata is great at a shorter match, and this was ten minutes. Okay, he wrestled Hikaleo, dude. That's fair. <laughs> that a fair like, point. Hikaleo, a fair a completely fair point. Good. Hikaleo's not good. No, I mean he's a, he's a bat. He's the new bad luck folly. That's all he is. That's and, not a good thing to be. <laughs> no, but it's but it's a different thing to be, right? It, yeah, but like, what if it was Big Bill? Good point. I love Big Bill. Copy <laughs> there. I'll take. Brian. Or oh, I don't know, Lance Archer. Remember him? <laughs> Who? <laughs> like ah, there's just better people. Um, I just realized I never watched this match. I thought for sure I watched this match. I never watched the main event. I just stopped at Taiji Will Ospreay. I had no idea. I thought I... I guess I talked about Sonata enough with Impact, so uh, that's my Sonata budget on the day. Um, I'll watch it, but... It's fine. Sounds like I, sounds like I had missed much. No. Um, but you did watch one match on night two, and that was Eddie Kingston versus Shingo. What did you think of that match? I have not seen it. So what did you think of it? Uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was just great. Like Eddie, Eddie's so happy. You can feel it every minute of his match. Like he's just so happy to be there. Um, they hit each other really hard many times. You know, a lot of a lot of chops, chops to the neck, um, lariats into one another. It was it was great. It yeah. was I absolutely love it. Shingo hit the uh, Northern Lights bomb, which is Eddie's finisher in Japan. Um, shout out to Kira Hokuto. Um, that's that's Eddie's designated. F- Does he use it here? Uh, use what? The Northern Lights bomb. I don't think he does. He usually uses the back fist and back fist fist. And the stretch plum, if I'm not mistaken, he must. He I think he's done it once or twice. Well, it's a great finisher, so it's a good choice. Um, <laughs> so Shingo hit that for good near fall. Um, and then Eddie won. Mm-hmm. Eddie won, baby. Mm-hmm. Eddie won with his own Northern Lights bomb. Very happy. Um, it's my favorite of the tournament so far, but that's because I was looking greatly forward to it. And it was these two absolutely rocking one another. So. I saw a, a sprint. I saw a report from Wrestling Observer this morning as well that uh, Shingo has officially challenged Eddie Kingston for the New Japan Strong Openweight title. Uh, the question is, would it happen at Wembley or will it happen in Chicago? 
I would have to imagine Wembley. He's all shingles already there for Rev Pro. So I'll I, put I'll put money on it not happening at Wembley. Oh, I'm gonna go Wembley. I'm gonna go Wembley because yeah, I think they're gonna do Moxley and Kingston there. Yeah, that's also possible. I think it's either bigger match. I think it, I think it's one or the other. You know, I think it's because they'll they'll do Here, they'll do Mox and Eddie at the other. Oh one. yeah, I keep forgetting all else the week after. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they wanted to just do both back to back weeks, I'm not gonna say no. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, uh, so we might get a seems uh, like maybe sh- give Shingo a week break after the Osprey match. <laughs> that would be okay. Well, he's either gonna get a week break or a one night <laughs> to to get better. So we'll find out. For sure. Uh, but yeah. That'd be, so, a good, that'd be a good way, though, to make up for Shingo. Because Shingo absolutely wanted to have a big match in the U.S. and didn't get to. Mm-hmm. So if they put that in all out, mm-hmm. bad either. I mean, either one would, would definitely uh, serve. Yeah, just do it. I don't give a shit where it's <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> just let me see it. Just let me watch it. Yeah. Um, And that was it for the G1 Climax. Obviously, there'll be way more matches uh to come. If you want to follow along with uh, members of the Countout Network, I talked about him last week. I'll talk about him again this week. Okada Shorts is our New Japan podcast on the network. Um, they are doing their series that's called The G-Wondering, um, where they are going to do short little episodes nearly every single day reviewing. G-1 Blast. Yep. G- Ooh, I should pitch that. G-1 Blast. Instead. That's a good one. Uh, G- yeah, Gene-1 Blast. Um, uh, but yes, they are having, uh, they'll have another, they'll have their episode one of night one coming out today. And then I'll have night two tomorrow. Um, so I will, as soon as I finish up this recording, I will be uploading episode one. So that is how soon uh, that will be coming out. Will you be gene blasting? Um, <gasps> no, I have any fam- versus evils this week. I have family in town. I can't gene blast. Um, <laughs> stardom five star grand. Pre is starting uh, next week, uh, July 23rd. Uh, is is a super long tournament with a bunch of other shows in between, but it goes all the way up till September oh, 30th, my brother's birthday. Instead of celebrating my brother's birthday, tournament. I'll be watching the winner of the Five Star Grand Prix. But super long tournament, July to September. Scotty, you wrote a preview for it on Voices of Wrestling. Um, we kind of already talked about the blocks previously, but what are some storylines or what are some matches, uh, that you think will be significant along the way here? I, 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 I don't usually, you know, talk my stuff up all that much, mm-hmm. particularly. He hates, he I hates am, talking. He hates talking. I haven't seen any other written previews, so I could be wrong, but I think I have the best truthfully. Like I, I put, everything into this goddamn thing it's it's i'm looking at it now it it has a lot of information it is very useful tells every person that wants to watch this tournament exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. it gives you everything you need to know i have all the major stories going on as a like it's you gotta go lower because you gotta get past the block and the schedule but i have stories i got facts i got Favorites, Dark Horses, Five Masters to Watch, Honorable Mentions. This is everything. Like, yes, the G1's happening. Yes, this G1's probably going to be much better than the past few years. It already is, truthfully. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I've already enjoyed the first two nights better than most of the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, with Osprey Okada to come and things like that. Uh, but obviously, this tournament is the big one. 
uh, for for me as a fan, and I think it's gonna be the most watched five star ever. Ooh, you know, I think the Mercedes Monet stuff helped. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans have stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Utami popping up over in America was not a bad choice either. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna help, yeah. um, especially if she goes on to win the tournament. Um, which I think I think they've done a lot of smart things to make this the most watched possible tournament yet. Um, and they have a lot of pay-per-views along the way. No, five-star and non-five-star pay-per-views. So mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't remember your question because I had to put myself over for once. Um, what are so, some stories? What are some matches uh, you think that would be important for yeah. uh, people to know? Yes, about? yes, 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 yes. Um, so stories. I'm not going to go over every story, but obviously the main story is the Utami stuff. Um, Utami obviously has been the center point of storytelling and stardom for the past few months, right? They had, they built to that big cage match where she ended up being able to keep Queen's quest united, pretty much reunite them. And then one week later, she told everyone I'm going to go on a trip. Cause I want to be a better single. I want to, I want to get back on track as a singles competitor. And since then Queen's quest has not won. And Utami is four and out now spoiler alert for ring of honor. She's four and out. Um, she beat Trisha Dora, um, which was a stardom versus New Japan match in Ring of Honor. So that's kind of funny because she's part of the New Japan Academy, I believe now. Yes. If that's a thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the, the whole story here is she went away to get better. That going away has involved three matches against Billy Stark, Shania Kai, Lufisto, and now Trisha Dora mm-hmm. as well. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the GCW matches. It has involved her training with Natalia and Io Shirai. You may have heard of them. Io Shirai, obviously a big one as the former original leader of Queen's Quest. Now, are they going to play into that part? I don't know. But there's a reason, you know, there's a reason that it happened, I think. I The moment she pulls out the figure four, oh, not the figure four, the sharpshooter, then I was like, all right, that's sick. Um but that's the story to follow. Otami is one of the biggest stories to follow. They've built this up for you to care. She is a potential two-time winner, which would be the first ever of the five-star Grand Prix. Um, and all signs point to her being one of the big cases. Um, and then the other major story to follow. Can I, I won't go over. Before you say that, so we're talking, you think the likelihood is Utami Haishishida. Do you think there is someone that could upset her? maybe like a generational person or something? Is there someone that could, like another block that would serve as a solid upset? Yeah. So um, the, the Red Stars block, and I'll just go through the blocks real quick. So Red Stars blocks, Tim Kamamayu, Tani, Sayakamitani, Shuri, Suzu Suzuki, Starlight Kid, Natsupoi, Hazuki, Natsukotora, and Ami Sarai. While the Blue Stars block is Julia, Utami Hayashishita, Micah, Sayori Anu, Momo Watanabe, Mirai, Azumi, Mina Shirakawa, Mirai May, and Hanan. Um, the Red Stars block is wide open. Wide open. There is no definitive winner over there, I think. Because you have you have Tam and Mayu. They're not gonna go. They're just not. Like yeah. they they're they're both champions. They'll be they up both- there. They'll be up there. Yeah, too. they'll be respectfully up there come the last night, but they're they're not going there. So so then we we I think label it to Saya Kamatani, Shuri, or Suzuki 
as finalist mm-hmm. in the Red Stars block. And it's a very interesting situation because had Micah been in this block, I think the lock would have been Micah versus Utami on that final night. But she's not. And that makes this, again, kind of wide open. Um, obviously, yeah. Starlight Kid, Natsupoi, and Hazuki, they're all great, but I just I don't see any of them finalists this year. They don't have the momentum, like, really. No. Sai is interesting. Sai, I was going to say, Sai is super interesting, especially if it's a final of Sai versus Utami. I've sold myself that that should be the final. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it will be, but I think it should be. Uh, I think there's a lot of story beats to that. Also, I wouldn't be shocked if they wanted to just go right back to Saya. She 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 dropped a interview with Tokyo Sports the other day where she said she wants to walk away from this tournament as the unwavering ace mm. of stardom. Huh? She wants to beat Shuri and Mayu and Tam. Like she wants to get all these big wins. And and I was like, to do that, you, it's nice on the A block side, uh, the red block side, but uh, kind of have to beat Utami. I feel like yes. the person who is the leader of your own faction. Yeah, yeah, which. It's interesting. I think Sai is interesting. I think Shuri, despite her final night opponent being Ami Saray, mm-hmm. should be considered here. Yeah. I like that you said Saya, Shuri, Suzu, Suzuki, because I think that plays into three ideas. One, Saya, Kamatani, and Yutami, and their history in the past couple months, yeah. really the last month with that steel cage match moment. Shuri is very interesting because that is obviously a sexy ass match right there. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 their biggest match. That is Stardom's biggest matchup ever. And then you have Suzu, which I know that you wrote in the Voice of Wrestling article. You know, there's the generational warfare that Suzu is sort of yeah. the leader of, and that versus Tommy would sort of tie in both of those stories into right. the finals and would make it a very emotional uh, final, no matter which way you go. Yeah, yeah, Suzu's in a good spot going into this tournament because now she's signed one that helps that helps two she was a, she was a win away last year for making it to the finals and three she's a major part of the second biggest story mm-hmm. of heading into this and the other story i want to talk about which is the generational uh struggle warfare battle whatever we prefer to call it it's generational okay and and it's already been excellent just for their regular shows like uh, if you want to get a full taste of like what this is, they have two generational struggle matches so far. Uh, both Cork and Hall won last month, won this month. Um, I think it just went up on Stardom World. And it's the generation, the veteran de- generation of Mayu Yutani, Tam Nakano, Julia, and Shuri going head to head with Suzu Suzuki, Micah, Mirai, Sayaka Matani. And Utami Hayashishita. So Utami obviously left for the second battle, um, but she is part of it. She was in the first one. And um, that is the main story here. And the latest match did see the Vets win. The Vets did get the win when Julia pinned Micah, which is expected. I think the Vets, obviously, they're not... This isn't like an old guard or anything. Mm -hmm. This is them at the top of their game still right julia julia mayu and tam all have singles belts right and shuri 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 just came off a year-long reign um and they've now announced the third generational struggle to be part of the tournament Mm -hmm. 
So on September 9th in Cork and Hall, three matches are set to take place. All generational struggle matchups. We Tam Nakano versus Suzuki, Shuri versus Saya Kamatani, and Julia versus Micah. Um, and I'm sure the I'm I'm gonna guess the younger generation gets two of the three wins there mm-hmm. to notch it up. And that's the story you want to follow because as you brought up, Suzuki is an interesting name. And the reason I brought Shuri up is because if you want to do the veteran versus future, technically, then she's the most reasonable uh, one because I'm not putting Tam back in the finals two years in a row, nor as world champion. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, Mayu's probably not going to that spot either. And and if you were to put Shuri, you would have the, oh, one of these two are going to be a two-time winner scenario, which I think is interesting. Um, but I think those three, Saya, Shuri, Suzu, those are your those are your dogs. Yeah. For the Red Stars block. And then on the Blue Stars block side. If Utami doesn't up, get it, there's always Micah that can ruin things for everybody. Yeah. Which Micah I'm excited is very for. I love that. Interesting. Yeah. Because she barely loses. Like the loss to Julia was like her first pinfall loss this year. Mm-hmm. And that was a roll up and she was pissed. Yeah, and Suzu and Micah have promised each other they'll meet each other in the finals because they have a weird relationship thing going on here. Yep. Um, and Mike, Micah, Micah's interesting because I think she would win if the if this didn't lead to the year end event. Yeah. But I don't know if Tam and Micah is that signature match that they want. If Utami was champion. Mm-hmm. Mike and Tommy's one they would go to. If Julia was champion, Julia and Mike is one they make go to. I don't know if Tam and Micah makes all the sense. Um, just because there's not really story between those two at all. Yeah. Like there's nothing between those two um, outside of now being in the generational struggle. And if you're going to play to the generational struggle, have the leader of it. So Suzu technically, mm-hmm. or just, you know, Utami, who's Utami, be at the head of that. That's what I feel. Yeah, that that would be the most interesting version. You could do like their lieutenants, like Maya versus right. Saya Kamatani. You know, that's something. Yeah. Shuri sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb in that sense. But uh, yeah, I also consider Saya, I guess, because Shuri would also work. Tam and Saya. Shuri, they... Shuri would also work as sort of a generational Shuri versus Micah. You know. Yeah, you know that would work. That would definitely work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty much just like you don't have the right champion to make all of these work. Yeah, if that makes sense. You yes. only have and Utami and Tam don't face mm-hmm. in the tournament. They don't give away their title match. Yes, yes. So it's either it's got to be Utami or Mike. I think winning. Yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, Utami is obviously the sexier option in that case. Um. Because I would love to have her back in the world. Utami's much. I, I people. I don't know if people think I'm crazy when I say this, but Utami is so much better now than she was when she was world champion. I mean, yeah, she's had like three years of getting better. Yeah. Whatever. How but long like, it's been. people like you know that reign obviously was very important part of Stardom's rise in popularity. Mm-hmm. It would be so much better now. Yeah, <laughs> and I very much need it to happen. Yeah, I think that they've clearly they're clearly gearing her up. Yes. And, a just win don't even hesitate. Don't even hesitate. Just give her the belt. 
that we'll find out in September uh, who the winner of this uh, tournament is going to be. Um, will it be Utami? Will it be Micah? Will it be Shuri? Will it be Sai Kamatani? Will it be Suzuki? Will it be somebody else entirely? Who the heck knows? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. I am definitely going to do it. Watch as much as I can. 15 matches. Yeah. Uh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minute matches. Time limit. Um, it, I think not the, as many matches last year. The hard, yeah, not thankfully not as many matches as last year. The hard part still is just the length of it all. But hopefully, uh, the fact and part of that length is the fact that there are like, uh, you know, they're they're not really, if I'm not mistaken, they're not really doing that many matches like in the middle of the week. It's mostly on weekends, if not all yes. on weekends. Yes. So yeah. they, they um, they keep it pretty stretched out, mm-hmm. um, based off of when they start it yeah. so you don't want to compete with g1 stuff obviously all that much mm-hmm. to to keep the wrestlers fresh yeah um and three like this is interesting because two years ago was when they did the 20 stretched out and that was a great term it worked out really well because you kind of just got like new names every time and it's easier to keep up like that's the one thing like yeah tournament it's long but it's easier to keep up and this time it's not 157 matches it's 91 thankfully it's 60 so matches think, we're cutting i out. think that will help a lot for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's not so many matches because when it was stretched out last year it was like yeah it's stretched out and it's long and there's you know five matches per show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think this is like this is like the perfect recipe for them i think yeah um they'll eventually probably condense it a little more into like when they can run every but this works better for them especially with how many tournaments are going on too yeah i i would agree with that um g1's killer g1's killer and then we get stardom which will last the last century but yeah it should be good i'm excited for it i'm, I'm really excited i think that was a good preview scotty because i'm really better understanding about what's happening uh and stardom because because i like i said we talked about previously like i think stardom has a tough time going into the five star because i think the first half of the year has been kind of slow kind of meandering a little bit and i think uh if you want to know what's happening if you've been dropping off uh, i don't necessarily want to plug another website but if you want to drop off that is general that is legitimately a great way uh, going to voiceofwrestling.com and reading Scotty's preview because that's that's, that's going to give you everything that you're going to need if you missed anything for the past several the six months half is, like I have. This is where stardom does their thing, as I like to say. Like, I hope the second so. half is their better half. I um, hope so. They ha- they have just so many things going on. I'm pretty, I'm comfortably going to say they're going to do a great second half. Yeah. Um, like I said, they have a lot of pay per views in between this. Like they have. So they're doing this is mostly for uh, you know native fans, but they're doing a tag team festival, which is just fans voting on fans are voting on tag teams like dream tag teams. Yeah. And they're gonna be like mixed the night of. A bl- oh, you mean a, like a blind yes. tag team eliminator? So it's good. So it, I think it's I don't even know if it's a tournament. I think it's just matches. They haven't they haven't went that deep into it. But fans are able to vote on the tag team partners. Interesting. So like you could see Julian Tam team up. Mm. 
And I think that's like a fun little thing for them to do. Yeah. And it'll pro- I'm sure it will get a lot of positivity because it's like, oh, you don't see this all yeah. the time. And I think it's not like the will they coexist situation. It's more of the let's just throw all these wrestlers into a ring and see what happens. And they yeah. also have two pay-per-views in August, which are. I have my I have my complaints, <laughs> but that's just because there's so much going on. There's yeah. no need for two pay-per-views. Yeah. But whatever they can run because you know what they make money on this so that's why you do it mm-hmm. as we talked about at the very head of this show mm-hmm. you run a lot of big shows because it makes you more money exactly right exactly right uh, we're sort of out of time on this show but we can kind of serve this as sort of our match of the weeks the last two matches that you and i have to talk about since you and i are the only we, you, i didn't watch one night dream and you didn't watch triple mania we can do this sort of this way uh this sort of works so Scotty, talk about. Uh, I'll actually I'll go first since uh, you just talked a lot about stardom. I'll give Thank you a little you. bit. Um, but so plugs, I guess. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryan Icy. Follow Scotty at Scotty Wrestling. Follow the whole show at Countout Pod. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Countout Pod. Um, uh, and yeah, listen to all the shows on the G- uh, Countout Network. The Kata Shorts have the G one G wondering happening now. Uh, Your Joseph Death uh, just had another episode released um yeah go and start road we'll have an episode not this week so they had one last week which was the shuri uh and her 2021 five-star grand prix uh run so it give you a little nice little another preview heading into this uh tournament it's sort of giving maybe maybe that gives a little bit of a interest in what shuri's run could be or you know how shuri's chances are uh in this year's tournament um, my match of the week will sort of serve as the main event of Triple Mania, uh, Tijuana. Um, it was, I did watch the semi-main, the main event. S- Scotty, I'll have you know the semi-main, which is that mask and hair tag team thing where the losers go on to have a mask versus hair match at, at the Mexico City Triple Mania. That match ended in a draw. Just want you to know, just want you to know that. So, so, so what happens? Uh, they're having a four-way. <laughs> having a four-way so was the tournament was the tournament pointless that kind of <laughs> kind of um, that's gonna be your main event too right yeah probably that's a shitty main event yeah um and then apparently qt mar i don't see it but apparently the qt marshall pentagon junior match was actually good <laughs> so I'll, I'll go watch that later but my main event, uh, my match of the week is going to be El Hijo Del Vikingo finally getting his win over Kenny Omega and retaining the Triple Mega title match. Uh, tri- triple Mega, Mega, Triple A Mega title in Mexico. Um, not really a big shocker win for me. I had a feeling Vikingo was going to come in and get the win. It was a great match. I don't think it was as good as their AEW Dynamite match. I have seen, I have seen <laughs> people. It's Triple A. <laughs> Um, so they have their own issues with it. I thought also pe- people like this match more. So it, y- y- I would definitely watch it. Go out of your way because you might like it more than the Dynamite. You might make it less. I think I, I think they just have very fluid chemistry and they both work very well. Um, I just think that there was a little bit more, especially from Omega, a little bit more like jokiness at the beginning. He sort of like uh, did some foolish hanma spots with uh the vikingo helmet which is funny but i was just sort of like nah you know i don't care just come on let's wrestle 
they did do a Don Callis bit at the beginning where Don Callis was going to corner Kenny Omega, I believe, or corner Vikingo uh, in this match. And then Conan came out uh, and took out, took the pass, the badge or whatever from Don Callis, threw it out, and then Don Callis was forced to leave. Which then subsequently, and this is a shoot apparently, he was then attacked by a fan after the show. Don Callis was. Apparently that's a shoot. He is actually going to San Diego to the hospital because he was attacked by a fan. So we'll see how that plays out at Blood and Guts, I guess. But yeah, that's a shoot. Otherwise, the match itself, I thought it was a great match. I didn't like it as much as their Dynamite match, which I loved. Um, but this match was still very much good, uh, very much great. Go out of your way. The um, just the the sheer wrestling ability out of these two people is phenomenal. Uh, you have to go see this match. So go watch it. That's my match of the week. Scotty, any more plugs? And what did you think about your match of the week? I mean. It wouldn't be my match of the week, but I'll act like it is. Thank you. Um, thank you. Just for the just for the uh, thing for time, but thank you. Yes. Um, so, I have nothing else to plug. Just uh five-star Grand Prix preview on Thursday, July 20th, live at 5.30 p.m. If you want to hear me mo- talk more about that, um, a little more in-depth than I did today, talking a little bit about each competitor and what's going on for them and stuff like that. And just read the preview. Cause like I said, they'll, they'll pretty much do everything for you too. Uh, anyways, Kento and Katsuhiko Naikajima one night dream this match folks, right? This match, let's, let's hit the cage match, right? You know how much we love hitting the cage match, right? Ryan? Oh, I'm on the cage match. You want that match guide rating? Oh, I know the match guy rating. It is currently on Cage Match, the twelfth highest rated match of all time. I did not think it was the twelfth highest rated match of all time. That's fair. That's fair. I thought it was great. Give it some time, and I'm sure. I mean, I just refreshed the page, and it went down point zero one rating. So maybe, yeah, we'll see. My main complaint is that they went the Nakajima match style than the Kento match style. So it was a lot slower. All right. It's very it's it's very plotting, but it has a lot of meaning behind every move. You could feel the hatred between the two. But they also saved a lot. I walked away from this match saying they had a great main event. If this was a one-time thing, sure, cool, but never did I feel like in this match it was the final time I was seeing these two go one-on-one. I I walked away and I said, well, they have to do this again because they fought after the bell. Hmm. So you have to run it back, and you have to run it back at a bigger venue. I was um, going to say they could run it back in all Japan, but I was like, well, Japan can't do a bigger venue. I they mean, do they could, award, at least. I was like, yeah, they could, bigger. They could try for a bigger venue. That's certainly possible. I'm sure both of them will get one of these matches. <laughs> like, I'm sure they're not just going to be like, no only. Uh, the crowd was incredible. Mm-hmm. 
Sprout ate up every minute. Um, I thought the closing stretch was fantastic. Um, it's not the best match I've seen from Kento this year, personally. Um, I probably maybe Nakajima, but that's because Nakajima's had a pretty quiet year. Um, I'm not gonna say the Jake Lee one was better. Um, it's it's very it's it's very good. Obviously, I don't think it's like. I don't have it as a match of the year contender or anything. I know a lot of people do. Obviously, I just told you the rating on cage match is the 12th highest match of all time. Um, but everyone should go out of their way to see it because you can feel the intensity. You can feel the importance. Um, I might have to... This is one of those matches where I feel like maybe I should probably go back and see it just because like, I don't ever see an all-timer rating and rarely like feel this differently about it if that makes sense so it might be one of those matches i need to go back and check out still a great match but it did feel like the start of this rather than all right let's just do it all at once and you shouldn't just do it all at once i think i think you can stretch it out and make something bigger from it Um, it was interesting that nakajima won i was shocked yeah I wonder He's not if, an ace of Noah. No, anything. no. The, do you think that gives him a little edge going into the N one? Yeah, maybe. I th- you know what's funny? I think it gives Kento an edge to win the feud. Because <laughs> 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 like I watched Nakajima and I was like, "Well, they can't end it here." Yeah, because <laughs> no one wanted him to win. Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, heading into the N one, it's interesting. I think it's Kano winning it. Maybe uh, or Kano and Nakajima are in separate blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to look that up. I believe they are. I think Kano's A and Nakajima's B. Let's see. Um, and if that's the case, that's yes. probably your final? Kano is A, Nakajima's B. Maybe that's your final then? They run that back from two years ago? That's plausible. Also with the, you know, obviously them breaking up. Um, and Congo dying, that could be a possibility. Also, Kano in blue is disgusting. I hate it. I don't know if you've seen him in the blue. It's weird. I have I not like yet. It. I have not yet, but uh, we'll, we'll I see. I watched uh, the match before this with Kano and Jake Lee versus Dr. Wagner Jr. and Go. Mm-hmm. And I saw the blue for the first time. And I was like, the hell is this? It was weird. <laughs> it was really weird. I was like, it looks like someone like it was like it was weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. Well, there we go. I'm, I, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. I've heard a More lot of big things. Maki Ito and Utami took a picture, which is like breaking many many laws of tjpw so mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways uh yeah watch this watch vikingo omega watch a lot of wrestling i think we talked about a lot of good wrestling today um also watch uh if you have if you have the time watch the collision tag team match yeah i assume that was going to be your proper match of the week yes yes it was, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. um it's not going to be for everybody sure but i think and I'll say this here because I'm not going to say anywhere else. I think Jay White had his best overall performance in a very long time. 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have a date to say because like I really liked White and Okada. I know a lot of people didn't. So like maybe I think for most people it could even be since that Coda match. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. I'd say since the Okada match because that was great at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Um, but if you're looking for a great Jay White performance, this was one of them. I thought he was spectacular. Yeah, I heard it was like a kind of like a good Southern like tag. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah, very old fashioned. Felt like there's so I I've read some reviews like people. I, I think people just like hate long matches. I usually don't like long matches either. But it was on TV, you know. They kind of perfectly timed the timed the falls right ahead of commercial. That's so good. They didn't like miss much. That's good. Um, they did really good timing it, and I thought they were gonna go to draw, and they didn't. That was maybe the best part. Mm. You know, they were two minutes away, and they didn't. That's interesting. So that's interesting. Yeah, the match. Oh, the match itself is like an hour. So yeah, I can see why people are like, ah, too long. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Hour long matches work better on TV. Yeah, they can break it up the commercials a little bit. I can do that, and they can spend the time when I'm not watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think that's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I forgot to do another plug for uh, Okada Shorts. I was going to do that for as well. They just had an interview that also launched today, along with their G Wondering Night One that's coming out shortly. Um, after I finish recording this. Um, but they just had an interview that came out with New Japan's Aaron Hanare. Uh, so go listen to that. They talk, He talks about his Maori. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize if I'm not. Uh, his uh, ancestry and that responsibility. If you saw that picture, if you saw his G1 Climax debut, you saw that he has now been tatted up and he is representing that uh, on his face, uh, his, his ancestry as well. Uh, so it's very important to him. You can hear all about that and more, like his Ultimate Triad match of Shingo that was like five and a quarter stars. Uh, you can hear about all that stuff and the latest episode of Okada's Short. So yeah, I just want to make sure I got that plug in there because uh, it was good. It was good. Um, all right, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week for an all brand new episode Nighttime. for Ring Post Radio Nights. Thank you, Scotty, for reminding me. Ring Post Radio Nights next time next week. Um, sometime around seven ish, probably, uh, is when we were recording. Blasted by then, I'll be certainly gene and blasted by then. I'll be drinking some wine. Um, but yeah, I'll be great blasted, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about it more. And uh, if you want to, if you miss the show, if you miss the live streams, of course, make sure you subscribe to Ring Post Radio wherever you get podcasts. And that's it. Ring Post Radio out. We love you all. Goodbye. I don't love you all. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon
and see you at the shows.